tonight on Cooking Corner with Beatrice Wimperspoon. Well, hello, everybody. Go ahead and grab yourself a little seat. We're going to cook up some gingerbread treats. I know, I know Christmas is a long way to go, but God bless your heart. It's right around the corner. You want to be prepared, don't you? So I have a just to die for a recipe that will surely touch your heart. Now I know you all are upset from last week with the, you know, with the dog breed and, and whatnot. But I'm here to tell you that pit bull breeds are just fine. Matter of fact, God has blessed me with a pit bull. I just adopted him yesterday. Let me bring him in. He could say hello. His name is Mr. Muffy. He. Come in here, Mr. Muffy. Come on. Our mama's got you a treat. Oh, this is a good Mr. Muffy. Oh, yes, Mr. Muffy. Oh, yes, a good boy. Oh, yes, a good boy. Now, you wouldn't hurt a sound, would you? Now, Mr. Muffy. Mr. Muffy. Now, behave. Who's oh, your bad boy? Who's oh, your bad boy? Who's oh, getting your treats? Who's oh, getting your treats? No shit! Mr. Muffy! Now, Mr. Muffy, you have to sit down. Mr. Muffy, I am... I am in charge here, Mr. Muffy. Mr. Muffy, put down my shit. Mr. Muffy! There, there now you see... He's just all riled up because we haven't gone on a while. Let me pet him. Give me a Mrs. Muffy. Whoa, whoa. Mr. Muffy. Mr. Muffy, you, you're being such a good little boy. Mr. Muffy, I have to tell you something. Mr. Muffy. Yo. Let go. Oh, God bless you. He has my arm. Mr. Mr. Muffy. Okay, that kind of hurts. Mr. Muffy. Mr. Muffy, let go. Mr. Muffy, let go. Mr. Muffy. Now, listen, here's the thing. I'm not on Facebook, but you know I will find a way to answer back. So first off, if I offended any of you pitbull lovers, pitbull owners, pitbull activists, I am truly sorry. Okay? Okay. We could be friends again? Good. Swell. And now I'm going to let it go back to Beatrice here, even though she has no arm and is bleeding. And she's going to lead us into the show. Here we go. Well, it's just a minor flesh wound. I'm going to put a dab of doo near a store and spice it right up. I'll be fine. I'll be great as two shakes in a lamb's tail, as they say. Anyways, tonight's episode is about phobias. What are you afraid of? There's all kinds of phobias. You could be scared of dropping your favorite craft scissors onto your foot. Or perhaps you leave your roast in the oven for too long. And Jimmy gets angry when that happens. So sit back. Grab yourself a hot cocoa, maybe a hot tea with a dab of do you, honey. And turn the volume to about a comfortable five. We don't want to damage our precious gifts from God. That's your ears I'm referring to. Now, 
Warning, listener discretion is advised. We say things like, This roast is really overcooked, but you know what? It's delicious and I'm grateful it's in my belly. Mmm. And, Tabitha's really proud of her new dress, even though she looks like a whore. But we're gonna say she looks beautiful because she's a friend. And, I'm gonna RSV to your invitation, even though it looks like trash or spam mail. You could have took some extra dollars and bought some glittered glots and dabadoos and dress it up real nice and really touch our hearts. But you didn't. But we're friends. So I'm still going to RSVP. So sit your tushies down, get comfy, let's go, all aboard. Hello, passengers. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and welcome to season four, episode 16 of the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. Well, what's that mean? Well, we make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. And with me, as always, is the man who made COVID-19 his bitch. It's Jeff Butchko. I did. I Mike Tyson that shit. I pooped myself and I thought I was going to die, but I did. <laughs> I did win the battle. Uphill struggle. You did win the battle, man. Yeah. How's it going? Dude. Awesome. Yeah. I finally got a, fo- a voiceover job. Yeah. 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 I'm really, really pumped about it. <laughs> yeah. So oh my God, I don't even know how they found me, but you know, we talk about grandpa's cheese barn all the time. Uh-huh. It's like a staple here in the state of Ohio. I don't know if it's not a franchise, is it? Um, I think it's just a one, one and done. I have no fucking idea. About 50 miles, yay, north of here, okay, there's this little establishment called Grandpa's Cheese Barn. And Grandpa's Cheese Barn is just like the name. It specializes in millions of different kinds of cheeses. Fuck loads of cheese. Yeah, like any cheese you can think Fuck of. They loads. have chocolate cheese. They've right? got habanero cheese. Yeah. They've got freaking just cheese. And it's, it's just a cheese heaven, yeah. right? If you so like cheese. Yeah. We've talked about him before. I think Moody's like an avid shopper there too. I think he mentioned. Yeah, I think he likes it. So they got a hold of me yeah. via email. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you know, we heard you mention on the show and we were wondering if you could do us a, a solid. And I was like, okay. Apparently in tough times with COVID, they're not selling a lot of cheese. Not a lot of people are going to Grandpa's Cheese Barn. Okay, that's sad. So grandpa had this idea that he's going to turn the cheese barn into a haunted house. Oh. So they had me do a radio spot. Oh, sweet. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah. I'd love, I, I'm sure the listeners would love to hear it. Okay. That. It's pretty good. I'm proud right. of it. Cool. So you think you can survive grandpa's haunted cheese barn? Well, good luck to you because it's five floors. Of terrifying, bone-chilling, disgusting, gruesome, gory, horror, nightmare, piss-your-pants, cry to mommy, frightening fun. If you can make it to the second floor, you get a wheel of cheddar cheese, an entire wheel you can split, cut, and slice. 
and serve to all of your ghoulish friends. <laughs> so come on down to Grandpa's Haunted Cheese Bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So uh, that's that's the spot, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope it draws a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, that's... I know there's a lot of competition with the haunted houses. Yeah. I feel like it's haunted cheese bar. <laughs> This is a sure shot. And that, my, my our beautiful <laughs> listeners out there, is what happens when Jeff <laughs> has a lot of time wow. to work on the show. Yeah. Good job. That's very good. Hopefully, yeah, it brings in a lot of listeners for him because we love Grandpa's yeah, Cheese Bar. Go get out there and get that wheel of cheese on the second floor. <laughs> yeah. So, listen again, Mr. Moody is not with us. And, dude, things are getting really, really weird with him. I'm worried. I yeah, wonder if we should put out an APB. It's it's starting to get really, I don't know. Like, it's just, all right. So, full disclosure, I got another voicemail Uh-oh. from him. Um, It's weird when I, it's like, I don't know. I, I get him at weird times. Okay. So, I can't answer it. Yeah. You know, and so then I finally go in and check it and it's like, it's just weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, here, here, go ahead and play that. It's, it's fucking okay. weird. Go ahead. John Moody. So, obviously, I'm still not around. We're laying low. Found out some cool shit, though. It's crazy stuff, man. About George Bush. George Bush Sr., not the latest George Bush. Back in the day, he was the, uh, he was the head of the CIA. Apparently, he had a friend. His friend, a very good friend of his, built and raced speedboats. Okay, this was near the beginning of the uh, war on drugs. It's very important to this. Apparently... This man, George Bush's friend, George Bush hired this man to build speedboats for the CIA so he could, so they could try to intercept all the uh, drug smuggling going on. And uh, oddly enough, this man also turns out built speedboats for the smugglers. And uh, I think that the direction of George Bush made the CIA boats just a little bit slower. Because that's a fact. He made the CIA boats that he built for the CIA just a little bit slower than the drug smugglers that he was building boats for so they couldn't catch him. I think George Bush was in on this, man. I think this is crazy shit. I think George Bush was getting a cut of these speedboat sales, the money that they were getting to build these speedboats, and of the drug money. I think George Bush was in on this, and I think he was a very integral part in smuggling these drugs into the country. This is proven stuff, the speedboat stuff. You can look it up. You can find it if you look. It's crazy shit, dude. Anyways, I got to go. There's some dude parked outside. Uh, yeah, if you, if you want to know anything else, man, just, just let me know. And I'll see if I can get you some more info. All right, man. Bye. So, yeah, that's, that's the latest in this. And now... We have not seen him. He has not been on the show. It's been like a month, hasn't it? It's, yeah, it's been a while now. So, whoa. I, I, speedboats. Speedboats, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, George Bush and the CIA designed speed or had someone designed slower speedboats for the faster to speedboats. For, I do that. I don't Sounds know. Sounds legit. But you know what? Here's the good news. He's fucking the good news losing is his shit. He's not attached currently. This, this situation, this conspiracy is not attached to the Clintons. So we don't. I don't think we have to worry about an Epstein case. That's good, Moody. No knock on the door. Yeah, that's good. God, Moody, we hope you're okay, buddy. And hopefully, everyone out there, send Moody good vibes. Yeah, because 
God, he needs I mean, them. speedboats are ruining people's lives. <laughs> right, apparently. Yeah. All right, so you beautiful bunch of dark passengers know that we are just three musicians and assholes that love history and can't get enough of the mysterious. And we want you to know how much it means to us that you're listening to us at this very moment. Obviously, your reviews and support really do make a fucking, it makes all the work, hard work worthwhile. You know what I mean? Like, we, we do this because of you guys. And in saying that, please stop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now and give us a five-star review. It helps for some fucking reason. We've been getting a lot lately. Yeah, we have been getting some reviews, man. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. And we uh, greatly appreciate that from everybody. It's you, like, wow, they don't think I'm insane. You know? No, they don't think you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave any review. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. You can also find us on Spotify and iHeartRadio um, by typing in the Midnight Dream Podcast in their search bar and clicking the follow button. Then you'll get... Every episode as they are released and Patreon subscribers, 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 subscribers. That's my first one. Yeah, and we haven't even one. gotten to the meat and potatoes yet. I like it. Yet. I like it. <laughs> uh, they will be getting a, uh, a special bonus episode um, based off the sideshow freaks that we did um, oh, yeah. on Coney Island. So sign up over at patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast and check it out. Now, listen, I want to do something real fast just before we get into this. And okay. I know this is kind of getting a little bit. We're throwing a lot at everybody for this episode. It's Halloween, but it's man. fucking it's Halloween. Jam-packed. We're getting the Halloween. And this, it's awesome. This is exactly like when you get home and you dump your candy bag on the floor. Right. It's so overwhelming. You're right. like, oh, three Reese cups, two right. Kit Kats, and a three Muscatels. Except oh with us, you don't have to pay the parent tax and give your mom and dad a fucking Reese cup. And there's no razor blades inside and, of us. Let's, well, we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a message from passenger Eric Apple who has something to say about our near-death experiences episode, okay? He says, hey, just finished listening to the last episode. Thanks for another great episode. Just wanted to say that there are suggestions that human human heads will function uh, like C after being removed from the body. During uh, the French Revolution, they supposedly studied the guillotine heads, and there are stories like one head biting another's ear after ending up in a head basket next to his arch enemy or something. And an executioner lifting up one's head for the crowd might have also been in hopes of the executed person's head still might get a glimpse of cheering people. Pretty sick, but there might be some truth to it if you dig deeper. Thanks again, Eric. That's now we talked about that. Yeah, the chicken and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's that's cool. I didn't know that. That's why they lifted the heads. So I thought it was more like, look what I've done. Yeah, I've chopped his bloody fucking Freedom! head off. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Thank you again, Eric. That's awesome. And anybody else, send us those kinds of things, man. We'll definitely read them if we can. But yeah, we greatly appreciate it. So uh, let's turn on the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, and let's get spooky. But first, here's a toast to all of you beautiful motherfuckers. That dude does such great covers. He's awesome. What's his name? Leo Marcoli. It's something like that. It's Leo. Frog Leap Studios. Yeah, Frog Leap. Leo, but he covers like every song you could think of as a metal version. And it's so awesome. Like every single one of them is so good. I love it. It's awesome. So, Jeff, you know what we're talking about today, buddy? I do. Yeah. Well, Nelson Mandela once said, the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. (laughs) 
Dun, dun, dun. So today on the Midnight Train, we're going to get personal with some of you out there. Um, we're going to talk about things that will hit close to home for some. Things that will make some of you uneasy and maybe squirm a little bit. Some of you may get triggered. Some may just turn us off completely. Triggered? Possibly. That's a 2020 uh, yeah. added to the dictionary yeah, word. Yeah. We're discussing the top fears and phobias around the world. We found the top 10 fears around the globe and added a couple more fun ones and weird ones for you guys and a special one Moody added at the end just for me. Oh boy. Yeah. So sit back, grab your emotional support animal, your weighted blankets, perhaps a barf bag, and let's see what uh, you fuckers, uh, what makes you guys tick here while listening to me ruin words. And again, thank you Moody for that. So number 10. All right. We're starting from the bottom. Right. Bottoms up. Right. Starting from the bottom, now I'm here. Isn't that how that song goes? Yeah, yeah. I'm going with it. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, I have no yeah. idea. But maybe I was ready to go, man. Yeah, yeah. These start flowing. And I'm Get like, it. all right, second yeah. verse. What's Get the second it. verse? Uh, I don't know. It's got to rhyme. It's got to rhyme. It's, it's something about a beer, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so first up, we have trypophobia. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Biological revulsion and culturally learned fears are the primary causes of trypophobia, which is the extreme and irrational fear of holes. While this fear might seem irrational to normal people, quote unquote, the mere sight or thought of holes can set off a panic attack on the trypophobe. Now, is this like tunnel opening holes or like manholes or like pinholes, like like bullet holes? Well, let's talk about that real quick. So common things that can trigger trypophobia include holes or pebbles in concrete. Oh, wow. Air holes in a slice of bread. Patterns in the frosting of a cake or pie. The head of a lotus flower. The holes in an old hockey mask, skin problems like sores, scars, and spots, spotted animals, shower heads, and LEDs in traffic lights. Okay, okay, so wow, that that covers pretty much everything. Yeah, so obviously these things are pretty much everywhere. Yeah, all these things are pretty much fucking everywhere, right? So holes seem disgusting and gross to the sufferer, and he or she goes to all lengths to avoid them. Recently, American Horror Story used this phobia to market one of their upcoming seasons, and it worked wonderfully by getting people discussing the poster and ads all over the internet. It seems like a strange phobia, but it's uh, actually very prevalent in society. Uh, celebrities such as Kendall Jenner and Sarah Paulson, whose phobia actually inspired the American Horror Story usage of the phobia, have admitted to having this fear. And it seems around 16% of people admit to having this phobia. But some scientists are uh, now saying maybe it's not a phobia after all. That's because, well, it might be rational and or rooted in disgust rather than fear. Okay, so trypophobia is poorly understood and not recognized by the Diagnostic and Statistical Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM. Okay, and uh, future episodes we'll be talking about the DSM and stuff because we're going to start getting into some fucking weird shit. So, oh boy, yeah. So research, uh, researchers at Emory University set out to study the fear response in relation to clusters of holes, all right? Mm -hmm. But they found that the pupillary response, the involuntary movement of the pupils in the eye, was closer to uh, disgust than the poop. poop. <laughs> the poop. The poop. The pupillary response to fear. Uh, quote, some people are so intensely bothered by the sight of these objects that they can't stand to be around them, explains Stella Lorenzo, the Emory University psychologist whose lab conducted the study. She goes on to say the phenomenon, which likely has an evolutionary basis, may be more common than we realize. So previous research conducted in 2013 concluded that the response may be related to the speckled patterns of dangerous animals, such as snakes. But in January 2017, a different explanation was put forward. 
researcher uh, researchers at the University of Kent. That's not far from us. Yeah, you know, Kent University. Uh, Four per- dead in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh there's your boy. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, they propose that a pattern of holes like those that um, can be found in a lotus pod or a honeycomb arouse our aversion because they resemble parasite infestations, infectious diseases, and decomposition. That's going pretty far. Okay. Well, they go on to say here, uh, we're an incredibly visual species, said uh, lead author of this latest study. Oh, my God, this name, Vladislav Ainsberg. <laughs> I want to say that the first name, the first name sounds Russian. The last name does not. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard too many Russian last names. Berg. You think when he goes to Starbucks, they just scribble with the marker? They're yeah. just like, have yeah. Vlad Vladislav. <laughs> So anyway, he goes on to say, or he or she goes on to say, low-level visual properties can convey a lot of meaningful information. These visual clues allow us to make immediate inferences, whether we see part of a snake in the grass or a whole snake and react quickly to potential danger. So phobia or not, many people seem to be affected by this one. Are you? What do you think? Well, here's the thing. I am deathly afraid of Courtney Love and the band Hole, so (laughs) I can relate completely you can be my <laughs> Kurt wanted to end his life because he did okay well obviously Kurt was afraid of her <laughs> he was murdered he was afraid of her hole <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> alright so number nine picture the following you are sitting back settling in for the next few hours you have a drink adult or otherwise a little snack a good book. A few minutes later, you look out the window to see you're 30,000 feet in the air above the countryside, cruising along at 500 miles per hour. Sweet. Crammed into a big metal tube with a hundred or two other people. Babies crying, fat guy sitting next to you, crabby flight attendant, drunk pilot, or, you know, maybe. If this is a less than appealing situation for you, the actual flying part anyways, you may have the next phobia on our list. We're talking aerophobia. All right. Aerophobia is the fear of flying, which affects nearly 6.5% of the world's population. There's a lot. I I actually know off the top of my hand, like at least five people. I would have. Okay. So my wife suffers from this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that. She is bad about it. I love it, man. I I do too. I fall up on the window like, oh, look, look at that. Oh, dude, it's the best sleep. For me, it's the best sleep ever. It's like going to a doctor's office. It's like where I sleep the best. I don't know. It's fucking weird. So anyway, she, she has it. And 6.5 sounds extremely low, doesn't it? It does, because I know a lot of people that have it. Right. So the phobia is usually associated with uh, other fears, including agoraphobia, which is the fear of being unable to escape, and claustrophobia, the fear of small and restricted spaces. Naturally, the fear affects the person's professional and personal life as air travel travel is nearly impossible for he or her. The mere thought of an upcoming flight can cause intense distress in the sufferer, including nausea, panic attacks, etc. Okay. Which completely is my wife, dude. I'm not even joking. She will, she will try to get super freaking drunk yeah, and I mean, pop like a, a, what are they called? A Xanax, Xanax. a Xanax or whatever. She took, <laughs> not to throw her shit out there like this. She took two one time and drank a shitload of alcohol and we get on the plane and she's wide the fuck awake. And she's just like, you have to talk to me. You have to. She's squeezing my hand. She's like, you have to talk to me. You have to. The yeah. whole time, dude. It's fucked up. Well, that's why, like, you know, when you go to airports, well, at least when you used to pre-COVID, okay, you'd walk up and down these these long tunnels forever. 
all the bars would be packed. You would always see, you could always point out the one that's afraid because it'd be like the guy or the girl that's like, give me another, give me another. And they're just like slamming them back. Oh, yeah. Give me like you could totally tell the people that were afraid to fly yeah, versus it's, who wasn't. You, you just tell by the nervousness in the people. You know what I mean? You walk past someone and they're just like pacing and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or they're like, their knees are like bobbing up and down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So the alcohol and Xanax industry obviously love this phobia. Aerophobia can also mean an irrational fear of fresh air or drafts of air, which is odd. Again, this is very, it's a very common fear. The 6.5 seems a bit low to us, you know, as we were just saying. Many celebrities are afraid of flying, which sucks because they fly a lot. Uh, some include Ben Affleck, uh, Jennifer Aniston, um, RIP on Young Girls Kelly, uh, Sandra Bullock, Colin Farrell, and plenty of others. Uh, longtime Monday Night Football announcer and video game namesake John Madden hated flying so much that he had his own personal bus that he would take to his Monday night gigs and wherever else he needed to travel. Who was the guy that we used to talk about all the time in the band? Um, Breaking, Breaking Benjamin, right? Well, funny you say that. Breaking Benjamin frontman Benjamin Burnley had to sail from the U.S. to the U.K. due to his fear of flying. I remember you telling me about that years ago. Yeah, well, so if you go and you look at the titles of his albums and stuff like that, it's like phobia and shit like that because he's he seriously uh. is like... So he stated at one time, it's just something I'm not, or I'm really not comfortable with. I'd rather die some other way. <laughs> wow. So movies and TV shows often play on this fear to cause unease in the audience. Final Destination. Twilight Zone and Final Destination. <laughs> Absolutely. I did not look at the notes. Yeah. I promise you. <laughs> There's something on the wing. Yeah. Some thing on the wing. It's a grip. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there are you know, a couple of other, uh, those are the couple more known examples of that. Uh, for, uh, for comedy, you have the classic, you know, airplane and classic airport disaster movie series from the 70s. Also, the movie Alive. Don't watch that one. Or The Gray. Or The Gray. Or what is the one, and I can't remember what the hell it was called, uh, Denzel Washington, where he was the pilot. And the the flight scene at the very beginning of the movie, he has to, it's a true story. He had to turn the entire jumbo jet upside down because the wheels, I guess, were fucked up or something like that. That's Captain Sully. No. No. Yeah. No. It was a different version. No. It was Captain Sully Denzel. <laughs> Swear to God. It was not. It was. So what do you think, man? Obviously, you just said you don't you, you don't have a problem with flying. No, 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 not at all. And I was going to bring up another one. Um, Lost. The TV show Lost is all based, mm -hmm. based on a plane crash. Plane crashes all so, over the place. Yeah. I, it doesn't bother me at all. You know, I do get nervous during the takeoff and the landing. Okay. Like when you start to hit that speed and everything's like, and you're like, okay, we're either going to make it or it's either going to lift up or we're just going to crash. And then same with the landing, like the wheels are either going to break or we're going to land. That's the only time in any flight. Once it's up in the air, I'm all like glued to the window, like a little kid, like, oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that the whole time. So to our listeners out there, I got some words of advice for when it comes to flying. If you feel like you happen to, you know, be uneasy about it, or if you happen to have um, aerophobia here, um, First and foremost, always pay attention to the flight attendants. Watch how they're acting. If they start to get nervous and they fly all the time, yeah, like then that's when you get nervous. I'm always paying attention to them. Really? If they're walking by like, hey, oh no, it's fine, just some turbulence. I'm like, cool. So you do have a somewhat fear. Well, no, I just I pay attention to them because to me, there's no sense in getting upset unless they are because then there's a problem. But I mean, do you find yourself paying attention to them naturally? 
Like, no, just, even if there's nothing going on, no. you're watching. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, no. I was gonna say then you do have a fear. No, no, it's it's more so just sitting there and, and you know if all of a sudden we start fucking, you know, like yeah. it shit's going rattling, then I'll look at them like. <laughs> the only time I look at them is when I want my sprite and pretzels because they're taking forever. That that's the only time. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? You had one job. You got a cart. Let's go. Speed First of up. all, Sprite, man. I'm pounding drinks when I'm in the, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm freaking pounding. Funny story. <laughs> My wife and I were going to um, uh, Hawaii for our honeymoon. Yeah. And uh, that you was know, a long ass flight, too. Wasn't long, it? long. It was, uh, I think, 12 hours total or something like that's, that. That's a lot. But we were in first class. That's good. So that was awesome. Yeah. And my our, our my in-laws actually got that for us as our wedding gift or whatever. So anyway. That's cool. So we were drinking. And again, she's very, ah, I can't do it. We drank so much because it was free booze up there. We drank so much, they started going around our seat. <laughs> so they wouldn't have like, to. Avoid those guys. Dude, I'm telling you, we were. They're drinking everything. We're not going to make it to Hawaii. <laughs> It's like three hours in. We're out of Jameson. Right. It's like, <laughs> cling, cling, empty bottles. Absolutely. And me yeah. going, what the fuck? You know what, though? You got to give it to your wife, man. 12 hours is very impressive for somebody who's afraid of flying. Mm. I mean, that's just like, yeah, fuck it. We're going. It was a good you know thing. What I mean? Yeah. It was a good thing we were in first class because, you know, the, the they lay down a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like it's you get all... way more room. You're not on top yeah. of each other. So, yeah. All right. So did you get your pretzels and Sprite right away? I bet you did. Oh, first yeah. Class oh, we, we got actual meals, motherfuckers. Jesus. Dude, don't think I'm ever going to do it again. <laughs> like, it's stupid expensive. Not now. <laughs> you can do it for five bucks now. Oh, that's true. I wonder how much first class is now. I thought I saw somewhere recently that you could fly to Alaska round trip, and I could be way wrong, but I thought it was like $100 for like a fucking round trip. The fuck out of here. I swear to God, because nobody's flying. Nobody. It's so dumb. I would fucking I let's go let's buy up a bunch of plane tickets right now, dude. I had COVID. I don't give a fuck. I'll go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna wear a mask on the plane. I'll be like, fuck y'all. <laughs> What's that mustache? You need to take a tinkle. We'll be right back after this message. This episode of the Midnight Train Podcast is sponsored by Aces Depot Bar and Grill. Aces Depot is not your typical corner bar. Conveniently located in beautiful and historic Olmsted Falls, Ohio, Aces Depot has raised the bar in hospitality, pub fare, and craft beer. Their vast menu and business information is available at aces-depot.com. So, stop in, grab a delicious gourmet burger or handcrafted pizza, and wash it down with one of their over 75 beers. Because at Aces Depot Bar & Grill, when you're here, you're family. Well, it's time to return back to the show. I'm glad you stayed and didn't leave. Oh. Did you know tonight is the debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump? I did hear about that. I'm fixing to make some dab do to chew on. I think you're going to need more than that during that, honey. I don't think I'll make it past an hour. I, I know I'll fall asleep on the chair after I have a nice Werther's original. <laughs> nice. All right. So, Jeff. Are you a clean freak? You know what? Mm, kind of. Okay. Not like horribly, but that was, I blame my mother. My mom was like a cleaning Nazi. Okay. Growing up. Like you couldn't leave. Like if this was right here, you know, like this can sitting right there. If it was there for like more than a half hour. She'd like yell at you. Oh shit. Do you have to use coasters so, on everything? Oh yeah. yeah. So I kind of picked up a lot of those habits from her. So I, I, I consider myself like, I feel like I have a semi clean house. Like I keep things organized. Right. I don't feel like I'm a dirty person. That's good. 
but I don't feel like it doesn't like bother me. It's not like a phobia. It's not like, oh my God, dirt, 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 you know? So I wonder if the listeners are clean freaks like that, uh, where everything must be clean, sanitized, washed, or whatever else constantly. 20 bucks, they're single if they are. <laughs> constantly using baby wipes and hand sanitizer. And uh, don't think the five second rule is a real thing. You is that like a germaphobe thing, though? Well, oh. you may suffer from number eight on the list, and this is misophobia. It's the irrational fear of germs. Okay, that's you. <laughs> I've known you for now for what, like 20 fucking years? And I that is you to a T. Yeah. Well, you've always been that way. Yeah. And it's and this one's a little. Do you remember when a voodoo Ken would come up to you? Like we were on tour, play show, and he'd come over and put your arm around you. Yeah. To like take a picture and you'd be like, oh, you're fucking sweat. <laughs> like you are a big time germ phone. Yeah. Well, if you're like Moody and lick doorknobs to keep your immune system up to snuff, uh, you guys Our will be immunity. fine. Yeah. Uh, if not, well, sucks for you because there are germs literally every fucking where. Oh, yeah. Ech. And we've learned this year that there's good bacteria yes. that you're supposed to have that we're not getting. Correct. Well, because okay. of the mask wearing and yada yada. <laughs> so misophobia is often closely related to obsessive compulsive disorder. Many people suffer from both OCD as well as misophobia as a result of which they might indulge in excessive bathing or hand washing. I wash my hands. Well, first and foremost, I'm a chef. Well, whatever. Yeah, so you <laughs> have to. I wash my hands constantly anyway. Yeah, you, but you I definitely don't bathe all the time, though. I can smell it. <laughs> they, they can't smell that. What do you think of her podcast? It's an audible smell. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> if you can hear it. <laughs> right? Yo, I listened to the podcast yesterday. You need a new loofah, bro. <laughs> Man, I was listening to the podcast. You smell like shit. <laughs> so the please un- leave that as a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please. Please. That's amazing. That'd be great if I someone could just put that on yeah, there. Yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> just on- Man, great episode. You smell like shit. So the unhealthy fear of germs causes the phobics to also fear contamination of food or exposure to bodily fluids from those around them. Mysophobia might lead to many complications since the person goes to extreme lengths to avoid all kinds of social situations. Contrary to popular... popular, Poplar? Are we talking wood here? Contrary to popular belief, Jeff actually does not have mysophobia. He just actually hates people in general. I do. I I do. I do. So isolation is a common symptom of this phobia. The condition might also give rise to other phobias such as agoraphobia as well as various anxiety disorders. Howie Mandel, Cameron Diaz, Donald Trump, and Howard Hughes are a few uh, of the uh, bunch of celebrities that actually suffer from this condition. If you're misophobic, uh, we recommend staying away from the movies like uh, Cabin Fever, Outbreak, and 12 Monkeys. Not to mention Germ Z from 2013, 28 Days Later, Contagion, The Stand, and if you want to get crazy, you can combine germs and aliens and you have the Andromeda strain. So avoid those if you hate fucking germs. You know who else is on that list? Who's that? Jerry Seinfeld. Do you ever see the clip where the girl comes running up on the red carpet? Is like, can I get a picture? It's oh, a yeah. famous girl too. Yeah. Kesha. It was Kesha. And she came up mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, can I give you a hug? He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And then the reporter's like, that's Kesha, Jerry. He's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe it was just because it was Kesha. <laughs> well, and then he, he came out later and he explained that he's like a germaphobe guy. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. she looks dirty. Let's well, be honest. Yeah. Kesha looks dirty. Yeah. Like, probably get tetanitis just hugging her, I guess. She looks like she smells like shit. <laughs> she sounds like it. She sounds like, like she it. smells like <laughs> She sounds like shit. All right. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, like this day and age with everything going on, having this disorder? Oh, God. Like... 
Or or is it this kind of person who has this? Is this like a dream for them? They have to wash their hands constantly. No. Everyone else does. I think this is Armageddon for them because yeah, maybe. they're probably thinking like, okay, the fucking male, like they probably don't even go outside at this point. Yeah, very possible. And it sucks. Ugh. Yeah, that would. So um, you ever been stuck in an elevator? Oh, I'm trying to think. I, I I would imagine at one point in my life I have. It was nothing where like, you know, the, the fire department had to break the doors open or anything like that. Okay. It was just, you know, like they got stuck on that same floor, I think, for like a second or something. Okay. Like well, you? Number seven. No, I've never been stuck in an elevator. I, I honestly don't believe and I'm going to knock on this fucking wood right here just in case. <laughs> um, well, a lot of people, they'll freak the fuck out. Um, you know, a lot of people, like, have you ever had an MRI and have a panic attack? You ever have an MRI and yeah. when you're in the tube and you have a panic attack from that? No. No. Okay. Well, if you do, <coughs> listeners, you may be experiencing claustrophobia, number seven on our list of things to fuck with your head. Five to seven percent of the world population are said to suffer from this phobia. Claustrophobia is a situational phobia triggered by an irrational and intense fear of tight or crowded spaces. It can be triggered by things like being locked in a windowless room, being stuck in a crowded elevator, or driving on a congested highway. Claustrophobia is one of the most common phobias. Um, if you experience claustrophobia, you may feel like you're having a panic attack, although claustrophobia isn't a panic disorder. For some people, claustrophobia may disappear on its own. Others may need therapy to manage and cope with their symptoms. Symptoms of claustrophobia appear <laughs> uh, following a trigger for the phobia, such as being in a closed room or crowded space, uh, what you consider a small base, space can vary depending on the severity of the phobia. When experiencing symptoms of claustrophobia, you may feel like you're having a panic attack. Symptoms of claustrophobia can include sweating, trembling, hot flashes, feeling intense fear or panic, becoming anxious, shortness of breath, hyperventilation, rapid heartbeat, chest tightness or pain, nausea, feeling faint or lightheaded, or feeling confused or disoriented. It's a lot of shit. Yeah. So these symptoms can be mild or severe. Uh, little is actually known about the cause, uh, what, what causes claustrophobia. Um, environmental factors may play a big part. People typically develop claustrophobia during childhood or in their teenage years. All right. Um, claustrophobia could be related to uh, dysfunction of the amygdala, um, which is the part of the brain that controls how we process fear. Mm. <laughs> Something wrong with his medulla oblongata. Listen, listen, I'm not claustrophobic, are you? Uh, no. Okay. I don't believe so. But I've experienced it. Like full tilt boogie the whole nine yards. Okay. There's a movie okay. from 2010 with Ryan Reynolds called Buried. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're actually, and from uh, start to finish, oh, yeah. that entire movie, he's stuck in a casket buried alive. Well... I got something to talk to you about here. So the phobia, phobia, the phobia can also be caused by a traumatic event. Dave Grohl plays in arenas. Good thing he has, uh, he has claustrophobia. Does he really? Dave Grohl does. Uma Thurman, Woody Allen, Deadpool's Ryan Reynolds, the Beebs, Justin Bieber, and rocker Liam Gallagher are all claustrophobic as well. Uma's in a casket and Kill Bill. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she loved that coffin scene. And she quit her. Yeah, Uma, you just got to get in a fucking casket, right? You're going to make a million dollars. We're going to be, but just get in a fucking casket. Do I need you to tell me I, my, how good my fucking coffee is? Sorry. So, That's actually pretty good. It actually sounded like him. Thanks. So speaking of movies to avoid, if you are claustrophobic, you may want to steer away uh, from The Descent, 
which is an awesome movie, but she's like, they're down in the tunnels. Yeah, that's not that it's, it's, bad, but it's kind of, it can get you if you're claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, buried, which is what we we're just talking about. Dude, I'm um, telling you right now. Like, and which is crazy. He also has claustrophobia and did that fucking movie. I don't. Like, I don't. And watching that movie it's the intense. entire time. I'm telling you guys, go out and watch. Like, it's got to be on something. I, it was on positive. Netflix when I first saw it. You could it, probably right? watch it on fucking YouTube at this point. Right. But, like, look up the movie Buried from 2010 with Ryan Reynolds. I swear to God, like, the whole time, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, like, oh, yeah. sweating watching this. I never get like that with movies. It's like, <laughs> fuck. Like, you just... It was fucked. It so is. I know I can it's, understand completely how you'd feel. Yeah, it's know? it's fucked. Um, all, other movies are uh, Devil. Devil was, yeah, it was okay. Um, That's the elevator one with M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong. Yeah. Um, Phone Booth, which- That was a great movie. Was, Nobody liked it. It was Colin Farrell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Katie yeah. Holmes. Yeah, it was all right. And anything involving bunkers like 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's a good one too. Yeah, and then you have the likes of like Panic Room, Green Room. Another the, one. The Hole in the Cube. All right. Panic Room was an awesome movie. Yeah. So I would like to hear, um, as we're going through these phobias, I really, really want to know who, uh, like what listeners of ours actually have these. So hopefully they're keeping track. Like that was number seven. And then we'd like to know how many of you guys have been stuck in small spaces because Moody gets stuck in small spaces all the time. But that's just because, well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So do you find yourself inexplicably afraid of Thor? The God of Thunder. No? You need a Thunder Buddy? <laughs> thunder, thunder Buddy. <laughs> Fuck you, Thunder. You can suck my balls. Well, if so, you may be like the 2 to 5% of the world population that suffers from astrophobia or alternately, 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 God damn fucking words, alternately, brontophobia. This is the fear of thunder and lightning. That's my dog. Yeah, my dog. I dude. dude, the other night. Oh yeah, three in the morning. Yeah, and it sounded like it hit my backyard. Just, just oh yeah, an hour. I'm like, Jesus Lucy Christ. is fucking insane. I have to give her melatonin because if yeah. not, dude, she's just fucking. Do you think uh, their their little puppy heads that they think like puppies get hit by the thunder? I don't like know. that's their fear. <laughs> I don't you know. You talk to dogs. You just like the dog comes up. She's like. I know that dogs get hit by thunder. <laughs> and that's why I'm afraid. I don't know. That's why I'm going to go under this couch and whine because I know that if I go outside, thunder is going to hit my head. I mean, maybe maybe it is. Maybe they are afraid of it. it I think it's just the noise. But uh, it can affect people of all ages, uh, though it may be more common in children than adults. It's just and, the angels bowling. <laughs> and it is seen in animals, though, like you know we were just talking about. Uh, many children who have this fear will eventually outgrow it, but others will continue to experience the phobia into adulthood. Astrophobia can also manifest in adults who didn't have it as children. Being caught in a thunderstorm or preparing for extreme weather conditions can create reasonable levels of anxiety or fear. In people with astrophobia, thunderstorms cause an extreme reaction that can be debilitating. For people with this phobia, these feelings may be overwhelming and feel insurmountable. Astrophobia is also called astropop oh, motherfucker i hate moody so much sometimes he didn't have to add this oh <laughs> it is also called astropop astropophobia <laughs> okay uh tenotrophobia brontophobia like i said and coronophobia that's all has to do with thunder and lightning yes yes so astro- and there's no way around that unless you got like shooting what do they call them i can't even think right now the, the earphones for shooting yeah the muffled ones. Yeah. And even then, you're still going to hear some resemblance of thunder because it's so loud. Yeah, and that and the flashes of the, the light. You'd have to have you know like I mean? a sleeping mask on and then the ears 
completely shut off. Like a uh, was it like an isolation tank? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. So astrophobia is a treatable anxiety disorder. Like many other phobias, it is not officially recognized by the American Psychiatric Association as a specific psychiatric diagnosis. No, this one is not good enough. <laughs> you walk Pass. In. So what is it exactly that you're afraid of? Um, thunder and lightning. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there is no fear to thunder and lightning. Move along. <laughs> you ever suck dick for marijuana? <laughs> but wait, I have an appointment. Move along. Right. And people without this phobia, news of an impending storm may lead you to cancel or relocate outdoor plans. Or if you find yourself in a lightning storm, you may seek shelter or move away from tall trees. Not me. I'm on that shit. Yeah, I know. I'm watching too. I got my kite with the key on. I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on, bitch. Let's go. Get me. Even like the- Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. You got new legs. Yeah. Is that the best you got? <laughs> Even though the chances of getting hit by lightning are slim, these actions represent an appropriate response to a potentially dangerous situation. Unless you're Sharon Stone. Last episode. What? Sharon Stone. What about her? We talked about her getting hit by lightning. Oh, yeah. She did get hit by lightning. Wow. Good. Good. Good recall. Pay attention. Yeah. Good. I'm glad one of us does. (laughs) Yeah, Moody. (laughs) So a person with astrophobia will have a reaction that goes beyond these seemingly appropriate acts. They may uh, have feelings of panic both before and during a storm. These feelings can escalate into a full-blown panic attack and include symptoms such as all-over body shaking, chest pain, numbness, nausea, heart palpitations, trouble breathing, and other symptoms may include sway palms, racing pulse, obsessive desire to monitor the storm, the need to hide away from the storm, such as in a closet, bathroom, or under the bed, Clinging to others for protection. I was trying to make fun of people or laugh. I'm sorry. If you have this phobia, I'm not laughing at you. I just, I just picture somebody that's you know the monitoring. Yeah. Like just stand. It's it's coming any minute. I I. You see that light? That's a flash, 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 flash. It's at least two miles away. It's gonna be here by half hour. Half hour. Half hour. My my two kids, um, <laughs> Riley and and um, and Reagan, his sister, they were so petrified of him back in the day. They always thought a uh, tornado was coming. I don't know who fucked with it, but dude, they would do this kind of shit. They would be like, it says right here, next one, uncontrollable crying, particularly in children. They would freak the fuck out. Yeah, bad, especially Reagan. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, super bad. So the person may also understand that these feelings are overblown and irrational without the ability to uh, curtail them, to curtail them. The only two celebrities we could find with this phobia are the human skeleton herself, Madonna, and Rafael Nadal. Put that in there. <laughs> She's afraid of thunderstorms and food, maybe. She's a nut job, and we all know that. And, well, he plays tennis. That's Rafael Nadal, yeah. This is a five-star restaurant, Lady Madonna. What would you like to eat? Mm, I'll have some almonds. <laughs> Do you have air? Air? <laughs> I'll just take some air. She's got a spoon. She's yeah. wafting like... <laughs> this air is really good. Is this French? I love it. So at any rate, if you suffer from this, you may want to avoid movies like Twister. Great movie. Favorite. You know, we keep saying every day at work, it's like this long going joke that we have. And we'll be outside on a smoke break or something like dark clouds will come in or it'll start drizzling. And everybody does it randomly. We'll look at each other and we'll be like 10 straight for Wakita. Oh, is that what they say in the movie? (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Also, the day after tomorrow, which was okay. And yeah. any of the Thor movies, obviously, or anything with Thor in it. And The Perfect Storm. I actually like The Perfect Storm. I thought that was a decent movie. Except um, the end. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Mark Wahlberg and the Warley. Yeah. 
dude he's like floating like on these one mile high waves and like everything is just like armageddon he's like dearest christina i will always love you and then like the credits are, i'm like what the fuck like at least show him get hit by lightning and like a shark eat him or something you he's know? poor man's freaking leonardo dicaprio at that point you know what I mean? <laughs> he is poor man's leo so also you can skip bangers like super cyclone weather wars polar storm final storm and air speed so don't watch Sharknado. those Shark- yeah oh yeah any of those yeah all right number five i already know your answer dogs or cats oh jesus for you, it's definitely dogs. It's definitely cats. Right. No, you fucking hate cats. <laughs> I don't hate. Listen, <laughs> I've got enough. <laughs> I'm already under enough fire from last week. <laughs> so let's get this straight. From a from a species that I love. You hate cats and you hate pit bulls. I don't hate pit bulls. <laughs> I think they are dangerous animals. And you know what? Here's the thing. Everybody's got oh their boy. own beliefs and thoughts, right? That's what makes us human. Okay. So I happen to believe that it's not the trainer's fault. It's the dog breed instinct. I think something triggers them. And that's just my, that's my thought. I can have my thoughts, people. I can have my opinion. <laughs> you just mean like, you're allowed to think for yourself? Like you can too. No. And I don't hate cats. I just, <laughs> it's not my pet. They're not your thing. It's not my pet. Yeah. That's fine. Well, listen. It's not my choice. If you say you do like dogs, well, well, well done. We, we love you for that. And if you say cats, well, you're just fucking wrong because nobody really likes cats. I'm just kidding, especially too. Thank God somebody else said it because yeah. I'm like tired of getting all the hate mail. Yeah, well, whatever. So anyway, <laughs> you may have xenophobia here. It's the fear of dogs, all right? So it's another popular fear. And, uh, and uh, we, we brought this up talking about in the last episode, talking about the pit bulls and with our uh, J- Justin, one of our listeners and stuff like that. Yeah. So xenophobia comes from the Greek words that mean dog, which is seno, and fear, phobia, a person who has xenophobia um, experiences a fear of dogs that's both irrational and persistent. It's more than just feeling uncomfortable with barking or being around dogs. Instead, this fear may interfere with daily life and trigger a number of symptoms like trouble breathing or dizziness. Xenophobia affects some 7 to 9% of the population. It is formally recognized in... it. This one is recognized in the DSM-5. All right, That's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the 5th edition. Okay, that's the next right. one. Xenophobia falls under the animal specifier. Around a third of people who seek treatment for specific phobias have an irrational fear of either dogs or cats. Think about that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know. I mean, I know people are afraid of dogs or afraid of cats. Yeah. And the fucked up thing is like dogs can sense it. Like, yeah, they know when you're afraid. That's what they always tell you, like to be normal around them because they can tell if you're anxious. They can tell if you're afraid of them. And that kind of doesn't trigger them, but it like, you know, it makes them a little more aggressive. I've, I've, at least I've noticed. Bees are the same way, aren't they? they don't they say that bees can sense fear? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that true? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I've been I fighting have, bees all summer. So, I may have yeah. just made that up. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, researchers estimate that there are more than 62,400,000 dogs living in just the United States. So your chances of running into a dog are relatively high. With xenophobia, you may experience symptoms when you're around dogs or even when you're just thinking about dogs. Symptoms associated with specific phobias are highly individual. No two people may experience the fear or certain triggers in the same way. Your symptoms may be physical, emotional, or both. Physical symptoms include trouble breathing, rapid heart rate, pain or tightness in your chest, shaking or trembling, dizziness or lightheadedness, upset stomach, hot or cold flashes, and sweating. As you can tell, a lot of these phobias pretty much all have the same fucking symptoms. Yeah. Emotional symptoms include panic or anxiety attacks, intense need to escape situations that trigger it, Detached feeling from self, loss of control, 
feeling you may pass out or die, feeling powerless over your fear, being around a dog. And children have specific symptoms as well when exposed to things that the, the child fears. They may have a tantrum. So if you ever get someone around a dog, yeah, I don't know if you ever see little kids. Some little kids are fucking terrified of dogs. You know what I mean? So well, I, just, have, I have a story. Just animals in general. Good. When I was a kid, um, growing up across the street, I had a friend that was my age. And they had uh, a Doberman Pinscher named Mr. That was the name of this dog. Like, this dog was hardcore. Pretty awesome. They kept it in the back barn and never brought it in the house. Aw. Unless it was the wintertime. Okay. And this dog, like, you, I swear to God, like, we would go into the backyard and the dog would be like, like, just wanted to rip faces off of everything. Okay. Right. So I was, like, deathly afraid of it all the time. I'm thinking, like, man, if that thing gets loose, it's going to rip my face off because I'm, I don't live here. Like, I'm, I'm a stranger in the situation. Oh, yeah. You know? So one time we were uh, over there and it was in the wintertime and we happened to be in the house and I think I went to the refrigerator to grab a drink to get a, like a thing of water or a juice box or whatever because I was little. Yeah. And my buddy's like, yeah, yeah, go to the fridge and grab it. So I went over to the fridge and I opened up the door and I grabbed the juice box and I closed the door. The dog was right there in my face. Oh boy. Like right there. Oh boy. And I was like, <gasps> I just froze. He came up to my cheek and just started licking my face. Oh. And then the, after that, it was fine. So, like, I'm telling you, like, they can sense the feel. Like, when I would go over there and he was chained up and I would be like, oh, my God, this thing's going to kill me. Like, and it would start getting aggressive. Like, rah, 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 oh, yeah. they can tell. Like, I feel like they could tell when it caught me off guard and I wasn't afraid. It was fine with me. Right. Does that make sense? Well, the dogs are also territorial. So when they're yeah. chained up and stuff like that, they feel that they're protecting their area or whatever. <laughs> I, I actually have a weird fucking story, too. Um, I was mauled by a dog when I was a kid. Okay. This dog was my next door neighbor's dog. It was a Doberman Pinscher. When it, when it was not no 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 i'm sorry it wasn't a german shepherd i'm sorry okay. doberman pincher attacked my sister actually and like fucked her face up anyway so this german shepherd totally nice and awesome when the 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 owners were around and he was off his leash and stuff like that but one day i was little i don't even remember how old i was i went over next door and he was chained up and they uh they told me they were like hey you know don't mess with the dog don't mess with the dog and i'm like i know this dog i see him all the time he's super fucking cool walked over to him he's chained up that dog whooped my fucking ass. Yeah. Whooped my ass. I mean, I was a fucking rag doll. It fucked me up to the point. I mean, I was bit all over my body, my legs, everything. It ate my fucking shoe. Wow. Like, like, I don't mean just like chewed it up. It yeah. swallowed my fucking shoe. Yeah. So yeah, dogs, I mean, you, you gotta be careful. Sandlot? Oh yeah. 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 Dog, you gotta be you gotta be beast. careful. Yeah. You gotta be careful. So nearly 36% of sufferers uh seek treatment for xenophobia. And the majority of these are all um, also known to be afraid of cats. The extreme fear of dogs is actually even more debilitating than the fear of spiders and the fear of snakes due to the fact that dogs are commonly present in most residential areas. Makes sense. Nearly 75% of xenophobes are women. So out of the multitudes of people that are afraid of dogs, it's 75%. That's a lot yeah. are women. All right. That's three quarters, <laughs> you know, uh, though the fear also affects men. One of those men was the king of pop. Michael Jackson himself. Well, because the dog, because they can sense. The dog knew that there's <laughs> fucked up shit going on. You imagine he walks up. He's in Macaulay's house. Hey, Macaulay. You can go outside and go on the swing set. <laughs> that dog. His dog's just like. Oh, you want to put your dog away? <laughs> I, I don't like that. I can't come in. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. Sharing his fear are Bobby Brown because, you know, it's his prerogative and Woody Allen. 
I'm pretty sure Woody Allen has every one of these, by the way. Um, he just seems to be that kind of guy. Because, yeah. you know, when he sits here and talks to everybody, he just seems like he's very upset about everything all the time. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Woody Allen. Anyway, if you guys don't know who Woody Allen is, good. Um, <laughs> so if you're a cinephobe, we would strongly recommend skipping the movie Cujo. Oh, also, yeah. you should probably skip the movie Man's Best Friend, The Breed, and everyone's favorite, Frankenweenie. Oh, Frankenweenie's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. You may also want to take a flyer on Marley and Me, Adventures of Milo and Otis, Beethoven, Balto, Turner and Hooch, and Air Bud. Uh, yeah, fuck Air Bud. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, I remember the cover the dog's yeah, got the dude, jersey. They, they made it's like, like going to dunk on the <laughs> basketball. <laughs> they've made like fucking 40 of them, dude. Know, and they're just Kids love that it's shit. It's so... Ugh. But anyway, I want to watch Air Bud and eat pizza rolls. <laughs> So there's a shitload of dog movies. Just be careful out there. Uh, so, all right, Jeff, do you feel uneasy in a big crowd? No, not at all. Oh, God, we would, all the touring and shows we did, right. that, that does not bother me at all. So, you know, there are people out there that hate going to concerts. They, uh, you know, big festivals and sitting, uh, you know, big events or whatever freak yeah. them out. Um, they get anxious when they uh, find themselves in wide open spaces. Well, that's because it's a good chance that they are agoraphobic. I was going to say, there's a lot of people that have social anxiety. Yeah. That's really big right now. Yeah. Well, bigger than it used to be when we were growing up, I feel like. Everything's fucked right now. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, that's, that's a, I know a couple people like that um, were, they have to have somebody with them when they go out. Oh, Even yeah. if it's just like a bar to hang out, like they have to have, or a store, they have to have a person with them. Like and it's that bad. Maybe that's an association of that as well, you know? So yeah. agoraphobia is a type of anxiety disorder in which you fear and avoid places or situations that might cause you to panic and make you feel trapped, helpless, or embarrassed. You fear an actual or anticipated situation such as using public transportation, being in an open or enclosed spaces, standing in line, or being in a crowd. The anxiety is caused by fear that there's no easy way to escape or get help if the anxiety intensifies. Most people who have agoraphobia develop it after having one or more panic attacks, causing them to worry about having another attack and avoid the places where it may happen again. Fucking makes I sense. Mean, we've all got the shits in public at one time or another, right? Oh, me for sure. <laughs> dude, I got slip and slide guts over here, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, I can think about eating sure. something and, you know. Like, Did oh. you ever have to, like, pull off the side of the road? And let loose. Have ever gotten that bad? Absolutely. I'm talking like squat. Yes. And like it was. Here we go. We did it. Where? When was this? Oh, where were we coming back from? We had to pull over on. I think it was for blackout. We had to pull over on the side of the road, and I had to go to the freaking bathroom. I know I did. I've done it so many times. Being out on tour, dude. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I mean, God, there's been so many times. Everyone we out, out there, I have IBS, and it sucks. I've been living with it for like my entire fucking life, and. <laughs> It's fucking horrible, and it creeps up on you when you least fucking expect it. So yes, I've had to do that. I used to have to. I used to have to carry fucking uh, toilet paper in my vehicle at all times. Are you oh swear to God. God? Swear to God. I've never been that bad to where I've had to like get out of a car and actually do it on the side. I've never been. I've always been able to make it somewhere. I guess must be fucking nice, Jeff. <laughs> Rub it in a little more, there, buddy. Where did John go? He's pooping in the forest. Just follow that trail behind yeah. him. The entire way. <laughs> People with agoraphobia often have a hard time feeling safe in any public place, especially where crowds gather. You may feel that you need a companion, like we were just talking about, yep. such as a relative or a friend to go with you to public places. The fear can be so overwhelming that you may feel unable to leave your home. Agoraphobia treatment can be challenging because it usually means confronting your fears. 
Typical agoraphobia symptoms include fear of leaving home alone, crowds are waiting in line, enclosed spaces, su- <coughs> spaces such as movie theaters, elevators, small stores, open spaces. Spa- spa- why can't I say spaces? I can't say spaces. Are you literally eating a Werther's right now? No. With a cough drop. <laughs> oh, I was like, that's awesome. I've had this cold for now, like three episodes now. Yeah. The COVID it's, coming it's back. Like, I barely have it right now, but it's like a, a, just a mild, 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 tiny cough. Yeah. Like all the other symptoms and everything else, when I feel great, it's just this fing cough. You want some Jack Fire? No, because last time I did that, I got COVID. <laughs> well, also using public transportation, such as a, uh, a bus, plane, or train, in these situations cause anxiety because you fear you won't be able to escape or find help if you start to feel it again, like we were talking about. In addition, fear or anxiety almost always results from exposure to the situation. Again, we're talking about that. So maybe, maybe Jeff is agoraphobic. No. Nah, you just still hate people. That's yeah. all. Yeah, that's all yeah. there is to it. What's that mustache? You need to take a tinkle. We'll be right back after this message. Well, it's time to return back to the show. I'm glad you stayed and didn't leave. So it doesn't seem like uh, many celebrities uh, would be able you know, to be celebrities and have agoraphobia. Uh, maybe that's why most of the ones we found are artists and poets uh, with a couple actors kind of mixed in here. Uh, writer Philip K. Dick, <laughs> nice name, whose novels are uh, were adapted into awesome sci-fi movies like Total Recall, Blade Runner, and A Scanner Darkly, and Minority Report uh, was extremely agoraphobic. Agoraphobic. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> agoraphobic uh, same can be said of fellow writers Emily Dickinson Shirley Jackson who did the ha- uh, Haunting of Hill House and sci-fi writer H.L. Gold artist Edvard Munch Ed- Edward Munch Edward Munch of the Scream fame uh, suffered as well musician uh, Brian Wilson we, oh. yeah. actress Kim Basinger TV chef and noted racist who loves peanut uh, who loves butter is uh, Paula Dean. she is a uh, is an agoraphobic and everyone's favorite child actor Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay is also a sufferer of agoraphobia. Macaulay, right? And just remember, just because you actually hate people and don't want to be around anyone, it doesn't mean that you're agoraphobic, like Jeff. <laughs> so, okay, Jeff. Yes. Do you get shaky, eh, like when you're on the top of a ladder? I do. I am afraid of heights, and I never was. It was this was a developed with age kind of thing. Where, you know, when I was a kid, I used to climb trees and just not give an F. I'd be like 30 feet up in a tree like, hey, look at me. Now, I think it was like, uh, what, two years ago, I painted my house. And my house isn't that tall. It's it's one story. Yeah. And I got up on the ladder, like gutter height, and I started shaking like, oh, God. Oh, my God. So you don't like roofing? Nope. Okay. Uh, Tightrope walking over Niagara Falls is probably a no-go for you then, right? It's just being up high. I think it's because I know what would happen if, okay. I, if I slip and fall. Okay. Well, it sounds, when I was a kid, I didn't really even right. comprehend that. Well, it sounds like you may suffer from acrophobia, the fear of heights. Oh. Acrophobia is an extreme or irrational fear of phobia or phobia of heights, especially when uh, one is not particularly high up. It belongs to a category of specific phobias called space and motion discomfort that share both similar causes and options for treatment. But see, you now I can go on any roller coaster. Right. I can go on any ride like that, like uh, planes, no, but like, I don't think it's the height. I don't know what it is. Right. Well, most people actually experience a degree of natural fear when exposed to heights. Okay. Um, known as the fear of falling. 
like you're talking about. On the other hand, those who have a little fear of such exposure are said to have a head for heights. A head for heights is advantageous for those hiking or climbing on in mountainous terrain and also in certain jobs such as steep jacks or wind turbine mechanics. You know what a steep jack is? No. Excuse me, it's steeplejack, first of all. I mispronounced it. Steeplejack, you know what that is? That's like, here is the church, here is the people. Let's flip it open and meet in the steeple. Right? Is that how it goes? <laughs> I think it's backwards. Yeah, I think it's like steeple that. and people yeah, backwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, a steeplejack is a craftsman who scales buildings, chimneys, and church steeples to carry out repairs and maintenance. Steeplejacks erect ladders on church spires, industrial chimneys, cooling towers, bell towers, clock towers, and any other high structure. Okay, so that's me. Like, I, I don't mind heights. I can get on roller coasters. I can get on planes. I could be on a roof. I've been on many roofs. I've been on my roof. It's the whole act of like, okay, getting back to the ladder and turning backwards and hoping you. Well, that just that. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That just sucks. That's what bothers me. Okay. Is that stuff. So it doesn't sound like you have acrophobia. No. So people with acrophobia can experience a panic attack in high places and become too agitated to get themselves down safely. Approximately two to 5% of the general population has acrophobia with twice as many women affected as men. Traditionally, acrophobia has been attributed like other phobias to conditioning or a traumatic experience. Recent studies have cast doubt on this explanation. Individuals with acrophobia are found to be lacking in traumatic experiences. Nevertheless, this may be due to the failure to recall the experiences and the experiences as memory phase as time passes. Okay, so when you're a little kid, you may have fallen down. I just don't fucking remember it, but that's why you're afraid to address the problems of self-report memory. A large cohort study with 1000 participants was conducted from birth. The results showed that participants with less fear of heights had more injuries because of falling. More studies have suggested a possible explanation for acrophobia is that it, it emerges through accumulation of non-traumatic experiences of falling that are not memorable but can influence behaviors in the future. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, fear of heights may be acquired when infants learn to crawl. If they fell, they would learn the concepts about surfaces, posture, balance, and movement. Cognitive factors uh, may also contribute to the, the development of acrophobia. People tend to wrongly interpret visual vestibular discrepancies as dizziness and nausea and associate them with a forthcoming fall. A traumatic conditional event of falling may not be necessarily at this point. All right. So um, more so, I think that people that fall more when they were kids probably have less of a fear of it. Yeah. You know, because when you fell once and you hurt yourself, you were afraid to fall again where like, you know, if you fell all the fucking time, you're, you're like, used to it. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah. fuck it. I'm good. Yeah. So another uh, possible contributing factor is a dysfunction in maintaining balance. In this case, the anxiety is both well-founded and secondary. The human balance system integrates. Um, oh my God. Thank you, Moody, for this one. Proprioceptive, uh, proprioceptive, vestibular and nearby visual cues to reckon position and motion. As height increases, visual cues recede and balance becomes poorer even in normal people. However, most people respond by shifting to more reliance on the proprioceptive and vestibular branches of the equilibrium system. All right. So does that make sense? Yeah. So you compensate for right. which way you're leaning. Like if you're on a roof that's on a, you know, whatever degree angle. Right. And it's leaning right. You're going to compensate by leaning left. And some some people, unfortunately, they well, you get, don't even really need to, to be honest. Right. They get a little... um What's that? Um, Unbalanced. Yeah. What's that disease where you were vertigo? Vertigo. Yeah. So it's almost like a vertigo thing where you're like you 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 see something and <laughs> she got the vertigo, <laughs> Dewey. She, she got. The <laughs> it's all your fault, Dewey. <laughs> Wrong kid died. 
So uh, we're not sure which one of these causes Matt Damon to be afraid of heights, but he is. Well, also, he's a pussy. Also, <laughs> suffering from acrophobia are Cheryl Crow, Toby Maguire, Liam Neeson, and maybe Sly Stallone, but it hasn't really been confirmed. There are many movies that you should probably avoid if you have the phobia, including including, <laughs> including Cliffhanger, which yeah. was Sly Stallone, The Walk, Man on a Wire, and a bunch of scenes from the Mission Impossible movies and Die Hard films. Not to mention the classic Vertigo, which is a fucked up movie, and High Anxiety. Hmm. So it doesn't sound so far like you have any of these phobias. No. Yeah, sounds like you. I am afraid of snakes, though. You know that. And you don't have uh, IBS, which is no. Yeah, we've learned that today. <laughs> I can hold my poop. I can hold my. Poop. I can make it to the next rest stop. That's hilarious, fucker. So this next fear is a very common one bunch of scaredy cats out there that can't deal with creatures that don't have any legs that's right we're talking about worms that's a phobia no i'm just joking it's uh snakes oh god yeah yeah this, this one this one's mine all right so number two on our list slithers right into your hearts here it's known as <sighs> ophidiophobia i got it ophidiophobia i got that and it affects nearly a third of the adult human population and that's pretty fucking crazy a third of the adult human population. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Do you remember we were at Moody's Crawfish Fry and his and and Danny brought out the snakes mm -hmm. and I was like, no, and I ran away. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I, I suffer from this as well. I'm yeah. I'm real not good with snakes at yeah. all. So Moody actually ran the numbers and came up with roughly 1.8 billion people, give or take. Uh, that's for people in the world over the age of 15. That's how many people are that have a fitty a fitty. <laughs> Ophidiophobia. Fuck. <laughs> Most people with ophidiophobia can lead normal lives as they do not have to confront the object of their fears under normal circumstances, right? You don't see snakes all the fucking time. However, for people with severe ophidiophobia, the mere mention or an image of a snake in books or on TV can lead to an intense fear response, the reactions of which can even include heart attacks and death. Now, listen, I guess I have a little bit more of this than, than, than probably most people because like... Uh, Certain things in movies, I'll see like a snake and I'm like, eh. Or uh, remember in uh, Indiana Jones where he falls yeah. in the snake pit? Fuck, no. Really? Oh, yeah, no. See, that doesn't really bother me. That stuff, and I can like see them in the grass and stuff like that. But I still, I just don't like them. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. So snakes are fascinating creatures, and I do have to agree they are. And they have always had myths associated with them. And these myths are the major reason why humans fear them so much. This and the fact that some snakes are deadly and venomous and can lead to deaths have probably led to ophidiophobia. Fitty. Fittycetophobia? Fitty. <laughs> Did you see oh, off topic? Two quarters. Fitty. <laughs> Did you see that 50 Cent said he's voting for Trump because he doesn't want to become 20 Cent? <laughs> oh my God. Are you shitting me? <laughs> it's so funny. That Sorry. That is pretty funny. So some causes of uh, having, people having ophidiophobia are ignorance and lack of education, all right? Um, you know, because people just don't really know about snakes. They don't know which snakes are what and so on and so forth. So they just assume that they all fucking suck and they're just discard them all. Yeah, I'm in that category. Right, I'm right there with you. So traumatic episodes in the past, such as accidentally stepping on a snake or being bitten, hissed at or otherwise threatened by snakes might have led to one's aphidiophobia. Seeing or witnessing an incident wherein another person, a close friend or family member was hissed at or bitten by a snake can also lead to the fear of snakes. Media reports and TV shows can also lead one to believe that snakes are always dangerous, leading to ophidiophobia. Genetic uh, genetic traits, family history with ophidiophobic persons, etc., can also lead 
other family members to have an intense fear of snakes. So if someone in your family has a phidiophobia, then you're, you may yeah. have it. Okay. Evolution is another reason behind this phobia. Many evolutionary psychologists explain a phidiophobia as a disgust response to snakes that have always been associated with death, disease, or poison. The American Psychiatric Association has described the following symptoms of a phidiophobia, which can be categorized as mental, physical, or emotional. All right, let's see if you get any of these when you around snakes. It's definitely mental. Uncontrollable anxiety, especially when one is about to be exposed to snakes. Yeah. Okay, like when Danny brought yeah. the snake out. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling that one must do anything to avoid snakes. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming, crying, or experiencing <laughs> yeah. the difficulty to breathe or trembling or shaking violently when one encounters snakes, their pictures or images are on TV, etc. Well, no, the, like the the visuals don't bother me. Just it, it be well, like if I'm cutting the grass, and I see a gardener snake. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I run away. I'm the same way. Yeah. Uh, I hate it. Feeling anxious or experiencing increased heart rate when taken to locations where snakes may be present. Sure. Okay. Aphidiophobia can affect a person's normal life, especially when he or she avoids zoos or friends' homes <laughs> where they have pet snakes, like our friend the Moody's. Yep. I saw Moody's house once and I'll never see it again. Yeah. <laughs> Aphidiophobics refuse uh, to leave their homes in places that have a uh, high snake population. Now, it's safe to say that a bunch of our listeners are afraid of snakes given the numbers, but as stated, you're obviously not alone. Uh, you guys keep good company as Matt Damon makes another appearance on our list alongside Justin Timberlake and his one-time gal, Britney Spears. Oh, Britney, bitch. She dances with a snake on her in, like, one of the videos. Yeah, I don't know. As far as movie goes, of, well, of course, there's all those motherfucking snakes on that motherfucking <laughs> plane. Yeah, don't nice. watch don't watch snakes on a plane. Also, there's one about that tiny snake called Anaconda, and you should take a flyer on Jaws of Satan, King Cobra, Piranaconda, and Python. Also, skip Hiss, Venom, and not the superhero flick, and Vipers. And who could forget the cinema masterpiece, Mega Python versus Gatoroid? At any rate, there's a shitload of movies to avoid if you hate snakes. So good luck with that, folks. The worst one I've ever seen out of all the movies was Kill Bill 2, where Black Mamba, or not Black Mamba, the, the Daryl Hannah, the blonde with the pirate patch. That's Black Mamba. It is Black. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure that's Black Mamba. When she's yeah. in the trailer with Bud. Yeah. And she lets that snake loose. He goes to open the box thinking there's yeah. money in it. And the snake is like right to his face. And, yeah. he, and then that's it. Like, well, let's I'm go. Like, ah. Let's go back to the movie Buried with Ryan Reynolds. Remember, there was a hole yeah, at the bottom of it. And right. that fucking snake came in. And dude, I had enough anxiety with that. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't even know if I can watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that brings us to number one. The big numero uno. The top fear. The head honcho. The number one fear. Clowns. clowns. It's clowns. They're creepy. They're crawly. They're sometimes hairy, uh, sometimes venomous. Some eat bugs, some eat birds. Some are barely visible, while some are big as dinner plates. That's right. Fucking spiders. Arachnophobia is the fear of spiders, as we uh, most of us know. Arachnophobia means more than being scared of spiders and other forms of arachnids. It is an intense, paralyzing fear where someone actively avoids contact with spiders. This fear extends beyond meeting an arachnid in real life. Even mentioning or seeing pictures of a spider, just like with the uh, the snakes, can trigger a fear response in people with arachnophobia. Although some may fear a spider's appearance, research suggests many people primarily fear fear how they move. So it's all the legs and shit. Oh, yeah. So arachnophobia is an extreme fear, like we said. Um, like many phobias, it is developed during childhood. Um, a uh, It's a specific uh, phobia. It's an irrational fear. 
And the fear extends beyond meeting interacted like we were talking about here. And Moody's got a bunch of extra shit in here, fucker. So causes. Specific phobias such as arachnophobia tend to develop in childhood. Although there is no single trigger for arachnophobia, there are theories that suggest why it may develop. Some of these are, just like with snakes, evolutionary. Evolutionary theory suggests people develop arachnophobia due to an evolved preparedness in dealing with potential threats. So you look at a, you know, everyone's afraid of like, if there were no such thing as, and this goes along with um, um, snakes as well. If there were no venom. such thing as venomous snakes or yeah. venomous, poisonous, it's venom, right? Yeah. What the fuck's the difference between venom and poisonous? Well, I know there's a difference and I'm just stupid. The, the venom is like a... Uh... Venom secretes and poison. Yeah. Whatever. Poison, so anyway. poison is like, I think, to the touch, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe poison. Like if you had an open wound or whatever, like poison's gonna act like like that. Okay. Whereas venom like kind of disperses and then shuts down. Well, you know what I know for you a know fact. I, mean? I know that our nurse friends out there are gonna be telling us. Oh exactly yeah. Oh what yeah. Is. There's gonna be a whole fucking yeah. Facebook post. <laughs> First of all, pimples are the best. Second of all, venom is not the same as poison. Uh, so, one study tested this to see if arachnophobia is inherent in our nature. Researchers presented a group of six-month-old infants with images of flowers, birds, spiders, and snakes. <laughs> so traumatizing. Here's a little flower. <laughs> so traumatizing. Here's a big bad snake. <laughs> <laughs> Upon seeing the pictures of spiders and snakes, the infants' pupils dilated, which indicated their fear responses had activated. Ooh. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah. oh, oh, that's little Jonathan. <laughs> nice. He couldn't make it to the rest stop. Yeah. <laughs> Social theories. Another theory is that people's fear of spiders is learned. For example, the media often depicts spiders spiders as scary and potentially dangerous. In addition, if a person grows up in an environment where their parents are scared of spiders, just like with snakes, this may become a learned behavior and the child could also develop the same fear. Monkey see, monkey do. Right. Past experience. If a person has a previous unpleasant or traumatic experience with a spider, this may cause arachnophobia to develop. Great movie, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent movie. Uh, there are several symptoms that accompany arachnophobia, and they are typically similar to those of panic attack. And some of those, again, kind of these all things kind of go in the same thing. So it's, you know, dizziness, nausea, sweating, shaking, increased heart rate, fainting, uh, breathing difficulty. And if a person with arachnophobia may also show some of the following behaviors, <laughs> just like with snakes here, avoiding situations where spiders may be. And this is all like this is what they have, like uh, when you go to the medical stuff sites online and stuff. This is what yeah. they say. And it's hilarious to me. Avoiding situations where spiders may be, such as television shows, forests, or sheds. Okay. So live in a box. Right. Overestimating the chances of encountering a spider. Well, I can't go out, man. There might be a spider out there. <laughs> oh, I'm not going out today. What's wrong with his mouth? Did he get bit by a spider? He got bit by a spider. <laughs> that's why I don't want to go out. It wasn't venom because that's not how it works. It's secretions and poisons. So running, screaming, or crying if they see a spider... Becoming so scared, they freeze in place. And uh, y'all being afraid of funny little things that uh, can squish, you know, with a shoe are kind of silly. But then again, you're in good company because Justin Timberlake is back again. Uh, Halle Berry makes an appearance here. Johnny Depp is afraid of spiders, among other things. Raphael Nadal is afraid of a ton of shit, including spiders. And there are more, but the list would probably take a while. Did you ever see a camel spider? Yes. That's big, fucked up. Big as It looks fuck. like a face hugger from yeah, aliens. It absolutely does. Yeah. And if, if you guys have never seen a camel spider, just Google that yeah, right you, now. YouTube it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube it. it. Yeah. You, yeah. There's one That's in particular, I think is the most popular one, where the guy's like, it's in like Saudi Arabia. Yes. And he's like in a hut. 
or whatever and he's got night vision i think i've seen that and like he's like he doesn't talk in english but you see in the subtitles it says camel spider camel spider like with exclamation point like he's all like <laughs> and like they, they, like the night vision points up to the ceiling and the thing is on the ceiling and it looks like a fucking hand that's it's like huge. two times the size of a hand it's huge and it's just sitting there like it's yeah fucking huge it's insane look you know why they're called camel spiders is because they can actually take down a full-size camel yeah no i'm lying no they can <laughs> no they smoke camels <laughs> they smoke they, camel. they hang out there's like just in- <laughs> <laughs> why is everyone afraid of us man <laughs> i don't understand what's I'm- in the lunchbox <laughs> i think we're commercial <laughs> so guess who's not afraid of spiders moody john goodman damn straight and you know why because he was in the only fucking movie worth mentioning right now, and that's uh, Arachnophobia, yeah. which is such a great fucking movie. I mean, there are others, all right? I mean, you know, whatever, fine. So don't watch the following if you're spiderly challenged here. Um, Eight-Legged Freaks, <laughs> the 2013 modern classic Big Ass Spider. <laughs> <laughs> Clever name. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lava Lantula and its phenomenal sequel, uh, Two Lava Two Lantula. Yeah, that's actually real. Ice Spiders, 1958's Earth versus the Giant Spider, uh, Tarantula, and possibly the most frightening movie involving spiders, Charlotte's Web. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> also, some crazy shit here. Scientists have recently, this is awesome, have recently discovered that spiders have started moving into cars and houses at an alarming rate since the COVID-19 pandemic began. According to a recent Harvard study, you are 70% more likely to have a spider crawling on or around you at this very moment as opposed to one year ago. The study also says that most of you probably looked around and feel like a complete asshole for believing my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. I'm a liar, motherfucker. Very nice. Yeah, but can you imagine someone right now is going, <laughs> I was about to say, like, dude, people are going to wreck their cars listening to this. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry. That felt good. So there it is. The top 10 fears and phobias from around the world. But you know what? That's not good enough. No, it's not. We got to find some of the strangest fears and phobias. So let's give you a quick rundown of some of the craziest ones here. Yes. It's going to be a bunch of fun words for me to fuck up as well. So thank you, uh, Mr. Moody. And uh, again, he put a little treat in at the end for me. Um, this one is called <laughs> a blutophobia is the fear of bathing, washing or cleaning. At least you'd know who actually has this one. You oh, know. boy. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. Dirty hippies. <laughs> hey, man. I, I like Jerry Garcia, man. Yeah. I don't need to take a shower, man. I'm one with the earth. That's man. right, dude. Like the you, you can't. I'm not gonna get germs. I bathe with dirt. <laughs> this one is oh shit, arachnophobia. I feel like I nailed that. This is the fear of Tyra Banks, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> no, this one is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Get out of here. That's swear, a thing. Swear. So while the phenomenon has happened to everyone at one point or another, people with arachnophobia are extremely afraid of it. The severity of, he's putting this in here multiple times just to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the severity of this phobia varies from person to person. Some of this condition may be able to eat small amounts of peanut butter, while others will avoid eating peanut butter or anything with the consistency of peanut butter altogether. This one, nomophobia is the fear of being without your mobile phone. And I feel like a lot of people suffer from this That's nowadays. OCD. Well, people with nomophobia, uh, nom- nom- that's it, nomophobia, experience excessive anxiety about not having their phone with them, their battery being low, or their phone being out of service. 
Regardless of the circumstances, not being able to use their phone causes people with nomophobia to become panicked and experience extreme symptoms of anxiety. You know, I thought about something the other day and I was thinking I had heard a comment at work with one of the older guys that's about to retire. And he says he said some along the lines of when he retires, he's going to turn off his phone and throw it in the closet and never use it again if he doesn't have to. And I thought, and then another older guy kind of chimed in. I was like, yeah, me too. I'm with you. And I'm just, I didn't say anything. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, I was thinking the other day when I was driving, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, so if you think about it, everybody on earth, pretty much, pretty much, I'm 99.9% sure that pretty much everybody on earth has an individual phone, cell phone. If I'm not At mis- this point. If I'm not mistaken, I read something, and not to cut you off, but just to add to it, I read something recently that there are either four or five times more phones than there are people in the world. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of people like with work have two, like they have a work phone right. and their personal. So right. I was thinking, could people, if challenged, could they put their phone, literally turn it off and throw it in like a box for a day or two? Now, I know a lot of people rely on like their children, their significant others, business, work. Yeah. I get that. But I was thinking like, I'm like, I wonder, I wonder if I could even do it. You know what I mean? And I, what it would what, what would it be like if you literally cut off all communication? You know, that's so I go camping once a week, you know that, right. up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I'm talking miles in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. So the the reception of the phone doesn't even work. Right. So I'll spend a week without my phone and it's awesome. Yeah, when I go down to like, visit it's great. I go down to visit my family and my dad down in uh, in West Virginia down there. Yeah. Um so there's a spot at the top of the mountain that we all know that it's the last ditch effort. Like yeah. this is it. And then you go down, but now we're starting to get signal a little bit more and it kind of sucks. Cause I used to take the kids down there and it was like, guys can't use your phone. Cause we're gonna have to hang out and talk and we watch movies and play games and yeah, just yeah, hang yeah. out and actually interface. So I don't know, man, I'm on my phone and my wife yells at me constantly for this, but I'm on my phone pretty much all day, every day. Um, you know, even while I'm working at work, either I'm listening to podcasts or I'm doing research or yeah. I'm promoting the show or whatever it is, I'm constantly on it. Could I live without it? Uh, yeah, I think I could. I think I think I, think I, could I think it up. our generation could. Yeah, I don't think the younger ones could. No, they'd have a fucking yeah. conniption. Fit, I think it dude. would be over. Yeah. I think like if they were without it. So, I guess my whole point, full circle, is this really a phobia or is it just like a, a more of a, it's a reliance, a realization? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, open your eyes, people. Speaking of opening your eyes, I did that segue on purpose. Optophobia is a fear of opening one's eyes. This fear can be extremely debilitating as it is hard for an individual to carry out daily activities without opening their eyes. (laughs) That's what Cyclops had on the (laughs) X-Men. Well, yeah, yeah. he had his glasses. Yeah. People with optophobia may prefer to stay indoors or in dimly lit areas. This phobia is usually associated with a generalized anxiety disorder. Like so many other phobias, this fear is usually the result of a traumatic incident. All right. Um, Oh, boy. Omphalophobia. Okay. Omphalophobia. I got that. And for everyone out there taking count right now and how many times I fucked up today, it's probably pretty high. Omphalophobia is a fear of belly buttons. Oh, wow. Yeah. People with omphalophobia will avoid seeing or touching belly buttons, even their own. They might even put a bandage over their belly button to avoid looking at it. They will sometimes avoid places where belly buttons might be exposed, like the beach. 
And we're not laughing. Are they more afraid of innies or Audis? I don't know. Probably Audis. Those are so ugly. <laughs> Sorry if you guys have an Audi out there. Why, why do people have Audis, by the way? I think it has something to do with their umbilical cord when they were... Like they didn't chop it short enough? I, I don't I honestly have no or idea. Or it's like growing back over time? I, I don't know. Maybe like they have a hernia? Tail? They have a hernia in it. I think it's a lizard tail. Like it grows back over time <laughs> and eventually like, takes over the body. They're the lizard Illuminati. Beyonce. Oh. So this next one is... Pag oh, fuck uh, pog mm, pog uh, paganophobia i got it is a fear of beards oh yeah you're afraid of moody yeah right this usually stems from an alarming incident with a bearded person it could also arise <laughs> from a person <laughs> i'm not even gonna say it <laughs> it could also arise from a person not liking that beard um <laughs> that it hides somebody's face all right People with paganophobia will avoid people with beards and may even have anxiety when looking at a picture of someone with a beard. They usually will not be friends with someone who has a beard and, <laughs> <laughs> be friends with and will feel extremely nervous when talking to someone who does. Oh my God, that's amazing. You know, we're talking about avoiding things back here. Everyone avoid Moody at all costs yeah. if you happen to have paganophobia. Yeah. Jesus. Um, vestophobia is the fear of clothing. For many people, this uh, manifests as a fear of a specific garment. For others, it might come from a fear of tight-fitting clothing and that causes them to feel restrained. In other cases, it is a fear of all clothing. Vestophobia can arise from an allergy to a specific type of fabric or a traumatic uh, event associated with certain a certain piece of clothing. For example, there have been cases where former soldiers develop a fear of military clothing. But I could see that. That's kind of a form of PS PTSD. It's a mental thing. Like, but you know what I mean? If you were in the military and some shit went down, if yeah. you saw that, you'd be like, no. I think the allergy thing is more interesting. Yeah? Well, I mean, think about it. Like, what if you had that, and every time you tried to unclose, like, it just, you got, like, sick and upset about it. Yeah, then you definitely would not want to be around. That'd be a rough life. That's, yeah. Well, well, I'm sure there's somebody out there with that you shit. You could live in a nudist colony. <laughs> be like a blind man and just feel your way around. That's it. <laughs> So isoptrophobia, uh, isoptrophobia is a fear of mirrors, sometimes also referred to as spectrophobia or catoptrophobia. People with this fear are unable to look at themselves in mirrors. So vampires have um, isoptrophobia. Yeah, Bloody Mary. Phobia. Fuck. This fear may um, also extend to any reflective service. Uh, this fear may stem from superstitions about mirrors. For instance, a person may be afraid of breaking a mirror as they believe it will cause them bad luck. Others may fear that they will see something supernatural in a mirror, such as a ghost. In some cases, isop... I can't be right. Isopropyl alcohol. Nope. Isop... Maybe. Isosceles triangle. This fear <laughs> develops from low self-esteem where a person is ashamed of their physical appearance and therefore does not want to see it in a mirror. In some cases, it can lead to depression. Okay? Then there's old, good old... Oh, what the fuck is this? Phobophobia. What does that sound like to you? What does phobophobia sound like? The fear of fears? You're absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> I mean, I'm no Jeopardy champion, but... <laughs> so the phobophobia is a fear of phobias. This can be described as free-floating anxiety where a person spirals in a circle of anxiety from fearing fear itself. In that respect, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Phobophobia is commonly co-diagnosed with other types of specific phobias and is often associated with anxiety disorders. People with phobophobia will often avoid social situations or other situations that can lead to anxiety. 
When extreme, it will greatly interfere with an individual's everyday life. It's fucked up. Yeah. That's, out of all of them, that one sounds the worst to me. You know what? That's actually pretty common, though. The phobophobia? Well, like, it all dovetails back into social anxiety. Like, those are all the symptoms of it, basically. There's a lot of people with that. Well, nowadays, dude, it, it shit's fucked up. Yeah. It is fucked up. So, all right. Finally, we get to Moody's gift to me in my favorite phobia of all time here. There was a drum roll. Oh, shit. Hold on. Really? All right. Hold on. This is a big deal. Oh, shit. Hold on. I fucked it up. <laughs> Why I keep doing it? Hippopononymonostrosequiptodilophobia. Fuck, I fucked it up. I don't know what that is. Hippopononymous. <laughs> hip, hip hop. Give him the easy one. <laughs> it's hip hop. Atom. Hip hop. Ah. Hip hop. Atom. Fucking stroke. Quip. Whatever. Dollar. Fuck you, Moody. <laughs> it's a fear of long words. Ah, nice. Ironically, it is also the longest word. Well played. It is all. It's the longest word in the dictionary. Another name for this phobia is sesquipedophobia. Sesquip. Sesquip. Fucking shit. Phobia. Um, this phobia <laughs> this phobia is thought to develop from being embarrassed by pronouncing long words incorrectly. This do may you have this fear. <laughs> do not, or I wouldn't be doing this fucking show. <laughs> this may occur while reading aloud in front of the class as a child. The phobia can also be uh, common in people with dyslexia. <laughs> I promise I'm not dyslexic. I just I have so that this word is fucking stupid huge, and I will make sure to post this in um, our, our blog and in for the show notes. It's nice. fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. And again, fuck you, Moody. <laughs> nice one, Moody. That was a good one. Well yeah, played. you son of a bitch. Like, that's a that, I, that's a fucking hard-ass word, dude. I'm not even joking. That's fucking stupid hard. But if you memorize it and you play words with friends, that would be like, what, 60 points? Easy? <laughs> You're going to win the game. Yeah. If you have that Your many. friends would be like, they ain't no fucking word. And then they'll look it up and be like, oh, shit. Hip-hop, it's not my phobia. He's hacking. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, so what you got for me? I'm very angry. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh -oh. I had the most brilliant idea planned. Oh, no. And I couldn't come through with it. What happened? So, you know, we've been doing, we've been doing the top 10 for the past, since October. Yeah. We did top 10 movies, top 10 costumes. Right. Today, and we had this plan, we're doing top 10 candy. Right. Candy. Okay. <laughs> I went to three fucking stores today on my lunch break. I didn't oh, even have lunch. Oh, that's right. We were going to try and get the candy to I eat, right? I didn't even eat lunch today ah. because I tried. I went to the grocery store, which is a well-known big chain. I went to Walmart. I went to Drug Mart or a drugstore. And I even went to a gas station. What the fuck? <laughs> and here's what I wanted to do. I have the top 10 best candy, like favorite from one to 10. Okay. And then I also have the worst. Ooh. And what I wanted to do is I was trying to find the worst. I was going to blindfold you. Oh, shit. Put each one on a spoon and feed it to you. And you'd have to guess what it is. Have I not been through enough having to fucking pronounce How these words? How would that have been? Maybe for you. <laughs> oh, my God. It would have been amazing. But you know what? I mean, like, it tastes like asshole. The candy is so bad on this list, on the bad list. Okay. Nobody fucking sells it anymore. Oh, boy. Like, I think I, I think I could find like one or two. 
But then I was like, well, I don't have them all. So all right, what do you got? Okay, so we're gonna do we're gonna do the the, the popular ones first. Like okay, the, the good ones because we all know these. Right. Right. Starting at number ten, uh, and this is for you guys out there if you're gonna partake in trick or treating or passing out candy. Okay? So these are the worst. These are the best. These this are the is top what the 10 kids best. want. Okay? okay. So if you're listening. This is what you need to buy. Mom, dad. You, you don't want to be that house that gives away the, the next 10 we're going to talk about. And and, and re- real quick before you get into that. Yeah. If you buy whole candy bars and you give whole candy bars out. Oh, yeah. You will be the most popular person. You'll be talked about for years. For, for sure. You'll yeah. be a fucking legend. Just get, so you know. Get the king size. Just do it. Yeah. Oh, God damn. <laughs> do it. <laughs> king size. I'm coming yeah. to your house, man. Right. All right. Go ahead. What do okay, we got? So this is the good list. This is what the kids want. And this is from Forbes. Okay. And this is 2020. All right. What do we got? All right. Number 10 is the good old fashioned Hershey bar. Just a regular Hershey now, bar. You've had those, the little mini ones, right? Yeah. They have the chocolate, dark chocolate. They're in a the rectangle. Almond, I think there is yeah. or something. And you can snap them. And, rectangle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love. Or like you do on a s'mores. Yeah. I love almond ones. Those things are fucking good. Yep. So that's just a regular plain Jane Hershey bar. It's still okay. in the running. Okay. People still like them. Kids still like them. Okay. okay. This is for kids, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Because adults don't eat candy. We know. We all know this. I don't know about you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we don't. All right. So number nine on the list is Skittles. Okay. We've all had Skittles. Original they're, they're or good. like any kind of Skittles? It just says regular Skittles. Okay. So I, I like Skittles. By the way, my favorite color of Skittle happens to be orange. Really? Yes. Ooh. I know it's an odd one. A lot of people like the red ones. Do you also like banana in the like in the uh, runs? runs? Do you love like those? Them. Oh, love them. well, that's good though because I just give mine to you. Then that's yeah. what I would do because I hate yeah. those. What's your favorite Skittle though? Favorite Skittle, probably. See, I like the berry ones. Really? Yeah, the berry Skittles are fucking the shit. I'll eat the wow. shit out of those. Yeah. Okay. There's like coffee ones out now. I hear. No, that's coffee M and M's. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So number eight. Yeah. Sour Patch Kids. For sure. That's a constant go-to. It's okay, but it'll kill your mouth after a few. Yeah, that's fine. You know, that's fine. It's kind of like Captain Crunch. I feel like Riley should be doing this whole thing because that kid eats candy like I've never seen anybody. Oh, really? Oh, dude. It's fucking crazy. I wonder if he's had any of the bad ones. Oh, I don't know. We have to ask him. All right. Number seven, one of my personal favorites, Butterfinger. I love a Butterfinger. Yeah. But Butterfinger. <laughs> wait, wait, you, you what? I love a Butterfinger. A Butterfinger? <laughs> I love Butterfingers. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with my mouth? Fix you going up to the door like, Twinkle Twinkle, you got a bottle fingers in you? You got a bottle fingers? Put some bottle fingers in my, my tweet bag. I will come back and kill you. <laughs> right, so number six is nerds. Yeah, okay. We've all had nerds. I like nerds. I mean, I've had rope. them in a long time. Nerd rope is Nerd shit. rope is awesome. Yeah, that's good shit. Yeah, we used to eat that on tour. That I was heard, good stuff. I heard they did, uh, they're now doing chunks instead of rope. It's like a <laughs> chunk of nerd rope basically sounds healthy yeah (laughs) none of this is (laughs) all right number five this is my son's favorite candy this is his go-to like he gets it for his blizzards from dairy queen you know ice cream things like everything is with my kid is m&ms okay just see i'm not a big fan of m&ms i like them i eat them i can't really i think the only ones i like are the uh the peanut ones i think that's it oh really yeah but they do have like a coffee ones out or some yeah, shit peanut butter yeah they they're doing all like all kinds of, of fudge funny. brownie what the fuck yeah tequila that's good stuff <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> all right number four another one of my favorites this is really good kit kat okay i could fuck up a kit kat for yeah, sure yeah kit yeah. kats are good yeah. if you had a kit kat i don't know what's wrong with you give me a break give me a break 
Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. And Sorry. it's also a Mandela effect, which we discussed yeah. a long time ago. There is no dash stamped in the chocolate. Which I still think is bullshit. But that's I remember a dash. Yeah, I remember a dash. But according to record, yeah. there is none. Top three. All right. Best candy you can buy for the little Rugrats, okay? okay. Number three is Twix. See, I like a, I like a Twix. Part, I'll eat a Twix. Part cookie, part candy. Yeah. You can't go good. wrong with Twix candy bars. Yeah, that's right. You know, They're pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. Number two, let mm-hmm. me guess. Snickers. Right on the money. Yeah, boy. Look at you. You know your candy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Snickers are freaking, oh, because Snickers, you know, satisfy you, you know. Yeah, I you guess. turn to Betty White. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like the commercial. Yeah. They're, they're okay, I guess. A Snickers. They're, they're, I don't, I'd say out of the candies, they're not like the most delicious, but they do fill you up. And yeah, I mean, like, like if you're you know, hungry they say, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, my, my favorite is, and I'm only saying this because you're getting ready to go in number one. Yeah. My favorite candy bar. Uh, well, I have two. The zero bar, but you can't find those hardly anywhere. Okay. That's yeah. the white chocolate with the white nougat and stuff yeah. in it. Um, and then Three Musketeer. Those are good. I love Three Musketeer. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite go-to candy bar is a Charleston Chew. How fucking old are you? <laughs> 97 and <laughs> five eight. Jesus Christ. All right. So number one. If you haven't guessed it already, it's the Reese's Cup. Of course. That is like the number yeah. one favorite of everybody. Dude, I love Reese's Cup. Have you though. seen the big ones, by the way? Oh, yeah. The special ones that are like as big as this computer? Oh, I don't think <laughs> I've seen one Have of you those. ever seen those at the and store? No. It's like, <laughs> and where has this been my entire life? It's. I think it's either Easter or Hall- I don't know, maybe Halloween or Valentine's Day, but they, they come out with like for the holidays, they come out with a huge. I'm talking like you have to take like a pizza cutter to cut this fucking thing. It's like a huge Reese's Cup. I want one. It's probably like, I don't know. 9,000 calories. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because one little one's like fucking 2,000 by itself. I know. So there it is. That's, all right. That's if you're going to get some candy to pass up. That's good kids, candy for all you people candy. listening out there. Now let's go to the bad candy. So now what you do is you have a separate bag set aside for all those little assholes that fuck with you guys the ones in your you neighborhood. Like. Right. The one, Like, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the ones that fuck with your kids. They come up and you know who they are. Yeah. The, this is the candy for them. Now, some of these, I've I, I've heard of most of these, okay? Some of these I've never had. I've heard of them, but I've never had one. All right. And like I said, I looked fucking everywhere and couldn't find half of these. Well, I'm, I'm kind of a uh, candy nerd, I guess you'd say. So uh, right. let's bring it on. Number so, 10. Number 10 is Mary Jane's. What is Mary it made Jane's? with weed? <laughs> no. If it is, then uh, don't, don't give that one out, kids. A peanut butter flavored treat. That's chewy. <laughs> Just called a Mary Jane. Yeah, I've heard of it, and I think I've seen one long time ago. That sounds like it's from like the 20s. Yeah, that's probably why it's on the shit list. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. All right, number nine. Okay. Good and Plenty. Yeah, that's I, don't, the I don't like box. Those. Yeah, I don't like and those. And they're like Mike and Ike's, but they're like white and purple, I think. It uh, uh, has black licorice in it, right? Probably. That's probably why it's on this list. Every fucking candy. But, uh, listen, passengers, I hate to break your fucking or burst your bubble here, but black licorice is fucking garbage. It is the worst it is. candy ever. It killed a guy recently. Did That's, you see that? No. On the news? No, what? Yeah. Well, probably. He ate too much of it and died. It was on the news. It's fucking evil. That's why. <laughs> that shit tastes like fucking... Jägermeister? It, 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 <laughs> well, that's what Jäger is. I know. But maybe that's why I hate it so much. Yeah. Because of Jäger. Yeah. Anyway, what are we at? Number eight is licorice. Ah! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Fuck licorice. But that's for Twizzlers and black licorice, both. So that's bullshit. I like it. Twizzlers is good. Yeah, I'm not a fan of licorice. It's just the texture is like weird to me. They make these it's like uh, waxy. They make these know? one Twizzlers that have like uh, this stuff in the middle of them. It's fucking yeah. delicious, dude. Oh, yeah. They're so good. I have no idea what they're called. But anyway. All right. Num- All right. Number seven, which I love these. I don't know why they're on here, but Smarties. 
Smarties. Really? Yeah. Why Smarties is, is number seven. It's one of the worst candies? Yeah. Wow, kids are fucking brutal They're nowadays. Spoiled. I know. Jesus. I used to love Smarties. Smarties were great. Not one fucking Smarties at any of the stores I went to today. Not one. A, a friend of mine. I'm like, how the hell? I, I remember going trick-or-treating when I was a kid and having like 30 fucking Smarties after the night. You know what I mean? Like That's all it was. Oh, yeah. You had you had Smarties until like, I don't know, June. There was none yeah. at any of the stores. I had a friend of mine that would crush them up and snort them. Nice. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Parachute them. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Right, where were we at? All right. We're at number six. And here's another one that I think is fucking fantastic and don't understand why it's in here, but Tootsie Rolls. Uh, it's like, is it chocolate or is it not? What is it? What's What the it's fuck taffy. is it? It's not, it's not taffy. It is taffy. Tootsie it's, Roll is taffy. It's chocolate taffy? Yeah. Ugh. Do you ever have saltwater taffy? Love saltwater taffy. Do you ever have chocolate saltwater taffy or not vanilla? The, it tastes the, just like a Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll tastes like feet. <laughs> what kind of Tootsie Rolls you eating? It tastes Did like Chainsaw feet. have some Tootsie Rolls in his pocket? Like, here, here. It I'm tastes like, t- like it should be called poopy rolls. It's poopy just, rolls? Yes, yeah. I don't like it at all. Anyway. All right. Number five, peanut butter kisses, a.k.a. Mary Jane's. I guess they make the list twice. Damn, people fuck. You're getting a lot of <laughs> they, shade in this, yeah, aren't they? they? don't. Fuck. If you work for Mary Jane, I'm sorry. <laughs> it tastes like fucking. Yeah. Just make Your candy, candy sucks. Yes, I'm just making candy. All right. Number four. We're getting close here. Necco wafers. Ugh. You ever have one of those? Yes. I did too. Ugh. It's like eating a Tums. Yeah. It's like they took Tums and like, here you go. Here, here's some candy kids. Yeah. That, that's that's what kids want. That's what they want. They want a fucking, yeah. a weird compressed it's wafer a, uh, thing that, they served. They surveyed a bunch of people, and their their reaction was, "It's a chalky taste and texture of these color candy discs wrapped in wax paper." Yeah. It basically sums up what it is. You're handing kids Alka Seltzers, <laughs> is what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Like you're giving kids Alka, but without the fun, they don't even fizz. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're better off giving them Alka Seltzers. Yeah. So don't get those. Yeah. No. All right. Top three. Here we go. Do, you, right. have, do you have any guess what number three is? Oh, of of worst. worst. And is this something that's popular? It was. I'll say it was maybe for for us when we were growing up. Yes, I'm gonna say Charleston Chew. <laughs> That's a God's gift to man, you son of a bitch. I don't know what you is. Apologize. <laughs> What's number three? Wax Coke bottles. Ugh. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, you used to take them and drink the yeah. liquid out of the center of it. Yeah, we had those. I don't think they have them anymore. But when we were kids, they had them. Well, they had wax teeth, wax Coke bottles, um, uh, like you name it. Everything was yeah. made in wax back in the day. Yeah. So that's number three. It was probably made with lead as well. <laughs> number two, we've all had, and it's still around, candy corn. I can do Okay, so I can do it. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Fuck. I know a lot of people hate it. I can have like a small handful of candy corn and I'm good. Like I don't hate it. And I, I do enjoy it occasionally. Candy corn, first of all, here's a couple of things. I, for, it doesn't taste like corn. <laughs> no, it looks like corn. Okay. That's what's the point. It, 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 it doesn't, this candy doesn't taste like corn. <laughs> what the, well, then why do you fucking call it that? Who it looks like Who it. sat there one day and some candy guy like, oh, all right, guys, I've got the greatest new thing for kids. Or, or actually, it's back in like the 30s. Like, all right, guys, <laughs> <laughs> look what I got here for you. We're going to make corn because you know how much kids love corn. <laughs> We've got acres and acres of corn. Let's make fucking candy. Yeah, they're not eating the vegetables. This is the way to make them do it. No, fuck candy corn. Yeah, yeah that's ah. number two. Ah. And number one of the worst candy. According to Forbes, 
circus peanuts. Ooh, I can agree with that. Well, no, candy corn beets. I don't know. Circus peanuts. It makes me want to throw up. <laughs> I could already, I could smell them. Right I know. <laughs> I know. Now, if like, you don't like, know what this is, <laughs> this is a soft, orangey, pink, chewy, peanut-shaped confection. It's fucking styrofoam. It is. It, it literally it's is. It's styrofoam. Like, do you ever have a peep? You know, peeps. Oh, I fucking birds. hate those. They're, they're so marshmallow. Much. Yeah. It's, it's like kind of a peep, but not. It's, it's like you're just, you're eating, yeah, like styrofoam that's just chewy, what orange, like crayon tasting. Is, is it, is the flavor of that supposed to be orange? Fuck, I don't know. Because no it idea. doesn't taste like any orange I've ever had before. It, it doesn't. It's got that like chalky, weird, like fucking weird. Yeah. 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 No. Boo. Hiss. Yeah. So don't get any circus peanuts for the kids. <laughs> if you want your house egged and ransacked, then yeah. But yeah, that's so. that's fucking garbage. So, so I want to hear from the listeners. I want to yeah. know what your favorite candy is. Let's get a post going for that. And yeah, let's find out how much you uh, hate us now because we don't either like candy corn or whatever yeah. it is. Because I know we're going to get some shade on that one because I know people are like, dude, I love candy corn. That's like a 50-50 thing with people. Candy corn. Listen, if you if you like candy corn, you're probably a serial killer. I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> nice. All right. You, you, and if you haven't done it yet, you're going to. That's what people that eat candy corn do. Like Ted yeah. Bundy, candy corn was his favorite candy. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> you know what wasn't on the list? I was surprised. What? Rollos, I can I can fuck up. Rollos are good. Yeah, I like Rollos. Um, what else? Three Musketeers. You mentioned was love. Three Those Musketeers. Are good. Yeah. Um, there's some now and later's Jolly Ranchers. Like none of that shit was on there. I love Jolly Ranchers. What's yeah. your favorite flavor? Jolly Rancher. Yeah. The strawberry. I think it is strawberry. Yeah. I love watermelon, blue raspberry, and the green apple. Okay. I can't. Uh, actually, I like them all. I have to say, but those are my favorites. Yeah, yeah. I like Jolly Ranchers. But man, do those fuck your teeth Sprees. up. Sprees. Those are kind of like oh, man. Smarties. Kind of like a Smartie, but they have a hard coating on the yeah, outside, right? Yeah. yeah. They do chewy sprees now. I know. Those are yeah, good. Yeah. So now that we made everyone hungry. <laughs> Go get your candy. Go get your candy because we're coming up on Halloween and we are so excited, especially because. Should I should I tell them? No, I'm not going to tell them. No, yeah. Give them a hint. A hint? Yeah, they like hints. Ah, We've got. Let's just say that we love you guys so much that we are going to be, uh, you know, during Halloween season, it's either trick or treat. And we like you. And that's the only hint I'm going to give you. Oh, yeah. That's the only hint. So, passengers, we hope you enjoy your ride with us on Fears and Phobias. Some fucked up shit that I could not pronounce. And even worse, if you have that affliction. You know, you guys can keep sending us your ideas and what you want to do coming up. Uh, you know, we're coming up on, you know, Halloween and we've got that all set. But of course, we want to hear what you guys want. To. If you have a, a topic that you want us to discuss, that you want us to research and get out there for you because you think it's super cool, let us know. Because that's what we're here for, right? That absolutely is right. Why. And you can always go over to TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com and you can message us there. Or you could do it at TheMidnightTrainPodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook or on Twitter on Instagram. I mean, we're all over the damn place. But at our website, you guys can buy some super sweet merchandise and uh, at our store, and we will donate 10% of every sale to the National... I always fuck up National. National Association on Mental Illness. So if you or someone you know is struggling with any mental Ill issues like we kind of went through with this whole episode today, um, call the NAMI helpline. It's N-A-M-I helpline at 1-800-950-6264. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Or in a crisis, text NAMI to 
seventh floor. My face just hates me today <laughs> because mental health is no joke. Seriously, we all we listen. We've said it like a million times in this man. Like we're all in this shit together and it fucking sucks and people are getting fucking pissed off and yeah. So we understand. So if you need help, those are the numbers. Text that shit or call that shit. And listeners keep asking how they can keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you like what you hear from us, consider being a producer of the show by heading over to the Midnight Dream Podcast.com and clicking on the Patreon button or just head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast. For as little as five bucks a month, you can get all kinds of shit like a custom shirt, custom poster, custom sticker, bonus episodes like the Day of the Music Died series, as well as the one on Coney Island that's going to be coming up. So if you are a diehard Midnight Train fan and you want to help produce this motherfucker, our Patreon is for you. I'm also doing voiceovers and commercials, by the way. Grips, cheese burn. Right. <laughs> for those of you that would rather leave us a one-time donation, because you're like, these guys are awesome. And I just want to send them a dollar because I want to show them how awesome they are. Then you can just head on over to PayPal and use the email address, the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can easily like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, please share the Midnight Train to everyone. It takes only a couple of minutes, and word of mouth is how we're going to keep you know doing what we do and get more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes. We cannot thank you all enough for the love and support we have received and continue to receive. You passengers really do keep the train moving. I mean, for sure. Like, yeah, I, you're like out behind it pushing it. Right. I, I Well, they are. They're the steam. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a great sound effect. You like that? Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So listen, a big ass, super big, getting close to Halloween, big fucking midnight train shout out to Tess, Heidi, Kaylin, Kevin, Matt, Diana, Christopher, Jacqueline, Katie, Michaela, Ramsey, Tamar, Tommy, Speakerbox, the sister skeleton. Make sure you check them out because if I'm not mistaken, they got new gear. And by the way, their last episode was all about candy, Halloween candy. Oh, it was and about what? Halloween candy. What was it about? Halloween candy. No, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was about candy. No, and that's what I'm getting to. Because the whole, I was listening to it, the whole, like, the majority of the episode, every time they say candy, they're like, candy. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, so I have a so special awesome. boxcar song. Oh, perfect. When we leave today. Perfect. Perfect. We love those ladies over there. So make sure you check them out wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, uh, big shout out to Riley, Diane, Alina, Stephanie, Julie, Laura, Cynthia, Kirsten, Dawn, Nicola, Caitlin, Chanel, Alex, Emily, Anne. Son of Vasco, Alicia, Frandapai, Danny, Melissa, Grace, Stormy, Eva, Melissa, Wayne. Uh, that's not Melissa Wayne. That's two different people. That'd be a weird name. <laughs> What's your name, Melissa Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they eat Charleston Chew. <laughs> uh, Victoria, Hager, Sean, Chainsaw. Wow. Jigsaw, Bill, Son, Colin, Todd, David Vallow, Juan, Belen, Ken and Brad over at Voodoo Vodka, Chef Kevin, Katie Brabinick, Davey, our Mexican Vato. Hola, Davey. And a very special thank you to our superhero Patreon producers, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Funbox, uh, Funbox podcast, Christina Skelton, Maria Gibbs, Jessica Bartolome, Bill Birch, and Samantha Pickworth. Now listen, if you guys want your name to be mentioned on the show, sign up as a member on our website or become a Patreon producer and just show us that you love us. By the way, uh, Chad got a hold of me, uh -oh. Chad Flint. Yeah. And he was banned from Facebook. So if you don't see him on there for a while, that's because he was. Uh, Can I ask why? Or do you not want to say it on the thing? No, we'll leave that to him. All right. Cool. But he is on Instagram. So right. that's he contacted me through there. So Chad, I want to know what you did because yeah. well, everyone gets fucking banned from that shitty that's ass why I'm not site. On Facebook. Fuck that fucking. Yeah, that's why I'm not on it. And again, 
Stay safe out there, passengers. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And as always, choo-choo, you beautiful motherfuckers. Handy. Hand, 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 handy. Christmas tomorrow. Handy. Hand, 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 handy. All the expensive things you could ever want. To sleep now, all of you. He's such a pure boy. Handy. Hand, 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 handy. It is drafty in here. Handy. Hand, 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 handy. I have no doubt. I'd give him a nice big piece of my mind. You shall have all the pretty little iPads. Wow. It is drafty in here. Handy. Hand, 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 handy. I have no doubt. Wow. Now go home and get your fucking shine box.